No, I've never seen the show Top Boy. With Top Boy. No. Uh, it's um, no. it's a show on Netflix. It's like based in London. Um, it's sounds very like it's about UK. the gay London scene. Uh, I think Drake is actually <laughs> going to be producing, executive producing, or on the um, next season of Top Boy. Yeah. Um, it's they use a lot of really cool slang. Mm-hmm. Like, that bloke over there. Like no, that, no, no, that's that like that's like wasn't even. Uh, yeah, I, my I, my yeah, was, my accent was terrible, but uh, <laughs> bloke is an English word I like. Shaky. Yeah. It's like Europe or Britain, London, whatever has uh, like depending on what part that the people are from. Mm-hmm. It's funny how their accent changes so much. There's like the very proper British, and there's like the dirty British, right? And then there's like the like more slang British. I was watching this little YouTube clip on like all the different British accents, which is like really cool. Bloody hell! But <laughs> you're, you're anyway, not, like so, one of the this. things that they say is "in it." Like after everything they say, they say "in it." Like you going to the event, man? In it, you know? Yeah, it's like cool. I don't know. It, it sometimes it's just weird to me. Like it doesn't really fit. But I it's mean, like that's, a that's slang just like use. us in America saying, "You know what I'm saying." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like the, you know what I'm saying? Or, um, you, like, you know, you understand, whatever. But they say, in it? And um, they say, you get me. You know, I'm, oh, I'm going to start saying that shit. I got I to gotta bring that here. Nah, like, um, they, uh, they, how they use the word man a lot. Uh, it's kind of the same way, like, uh, like or they'll just be like, uh, man, not scared. Yeah. Like, you want to go over there? You scared to go over there? Man, not scared. <laughs> uh, on that enlightening note. Yo, 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 it's your boy T.O. as you know. Nope. O-Rain. I got Fabian here. Man <laughs> Walter Long Coat. You guys are tripping me out. Man's Long damn. Coat. Man's Coat Long. <laughs> you dig? <laughs> you get me? You get me? <laughs> bloke over there talking shit. <laughs> oh, and um, right. so one thing they say. Can I like, get through the goddamn intro first? Intro us. The Fade Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything TV, <laughs> media, and film related, along with any other goddamn thing we want to talk about. Yeah, what we're going to talk about is uh, British slang, slang, yeah. London slang. One thing they also say, which I thought was really cool, is peng. What's like, that? Peng what is, is like that peng? when something's like when something's good, when something's like fire. They're like that's peng. Okay, I'm good with that. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave that I'm one like, by the wayside. I might like somebody, you know, somebody make some nice food. That's peng. Man's cook it up good, you know? That's peng. That sounds more Jamaican than. <laughs> yeah, you went, you went more like Toronto, <laughs> Caribbean. You went Toronto, Caribbean yeah. background. <laughs> Maybe. You know? Yeah. Uh, I've been listening to Scorpio. Yeah, you've been way too much Drake in your diet. But, uh, way yeah, too yeah. much Drake. Yeah. Um, we got to talk about. There's, some, there's a lot of interesting shit that happened today. Mm. Uh, well, not today literally literally but like in the past like this week over yeah. the weekend mm-hmm. whatever timeline you want to <laughs> attach to that um alex jones yeah like it's it's one of the things where i don't like the fact that i know who this guy is and he's even had any of my attention at any point in time yeah uh but at, at a certain point like there are certain people that are just so vocal and have such like big platforms that it's kind of hard to ignore, right? So Alex Jones, he's this right-wing, uh, white nationalist, like, neo-Nazi guy. He, he was one of the people who uh, is notorious for both creating and, uh, you know, just kind of, like, blowing up 
fake news stories, right? So, you know, he'll, he'll, cause he has like this massive platform. He has podcasts, he has YouTube channels, he has Facebook pages, Instagram pages. Mil- I think his like Spotify page has like 2.9 million followers and his YouTube page had like over a million and his Facebook had over a million. So he has a large platform, right? So when he says something that's inaccurate, it, it spreads like wildfire, right? And his audience, you know, these like right wing or is, this, is it left wing or right wing? Which wing? I think right. I think that's right. Is it right wing? <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, whatever fucking wing of people are like the white nationalist people, like whenever he says something, just kind of like whenever Trump says it, right? Even if it's highly inaccurate, as long as it like excites them because it, uh, you know, it, it furthers their thinking towards like race or inequality or blah, blah, blah. Like it just takes off. So, you know, again, he's he's just a big he's one of the big guys that is notorious for spreading you know, quote unquote, fake news. Um, yeah. So Apple, YouTube, Spotify, uh, what what other platforms? Was it Twitter? They all yeah closed Facebook. his pages yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Alex Jones is uh, interesting. Uh, so I don't consider him necessarily to be a white nationalist. He says a lot of things that clearly are like dog whistles to anti-Semitism or just racism yeah yeah um but he good words i didn't get those words (laughs) fair enough um that's why i'm here to help him in um but uh but he doesn't you know he doesn't outright say hey here's what i stand for and i don't think he's necessarily a person who you would categorize as necessarily as like an alt-right person yeah Um, who's that who's that white author chick is it ann coulter ann coulter yeah yeah i think he's like kind of like her in a sense of hey i know where and when to stir the pot and yeah. i'm going to use that to make money right mm-hmm. um, even if the 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 the, oh, 100%, the yeah. message i'm spreading is negative oh hell yeah I'm, I'm no stir but, the pot. but he knows that <laughs> there there is there is uh there is money in outreach yeah. and uh more money goes to people who know how to monetize that in terms of like so, for instance, uh, there's this uh, new pundit, or not pundit, but she's like a sort of like a political commentator. Her name's Candace Owens. I don't know if you guys heard about her. She's actually, I think, with Kanye when Kanye was at the uh, TMZ. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so, and and I love the Joe Rogan podcast because he has a, an array of people on there, both. You know, and if you're we're talking about politics, he has both people on the far left and then people on the far right. Yeah, he has both on a show just to kind of hear what the fuck they're saying, and he doesn't. He allows them a space to say whatever they want. Every so often, he'll have somebody on who's like she's like this big sort of up and coming. Oh my god, everybody's talking about Candace Owens. She's so she gets on there and she sounds so fucking stupid. It's not even it's not even funny how stupid she sounds. Right, with just basic things. Right, um. But she's figured out how to monetize outrage, right? She just says inflammatory things, and then the right wing's like, yeah! And then the left's are like, fuck you, you know? And as long as you keep the energy flowing, that's all that matters. And there's nobody, I think, that knows how to do that better than Alex Jones right now, because this is the same guy who said that uh, 
uh, uh, Sandy Hook was uh, uh, hoax. A, a hoax. Yeah. Uh, he, he says that the, uh, who's, who's, it was, it was like some yogurt, I forget what yogurt company specifically it Yo was. Play or something like something that. Something like that. He said that they were like doing some shit with the, the yogurt and then he had to like retract that because then they like sued. So every time like somebody actually sues him or like goes after him, mm-hmm. he's like, uh, I never said that. It's like, Alex, Literally, we have you, we have you on, on your show every day talking you about guys this. On tape, <laughs> stealing boxes. <laughs> you know? And so that's why I find him so fascinating because it's like, and then not only do I find him fascinating, but I find his audience fascinating because on some level, you know you, this guy is shitting you every single day. Like, he's just saying shit that clearly is just false. And, like, he believes, like, you know that the the uh, they're turning frogs gay or something like that, or <laughs> and it's just like he, he clearly he's just fucking with you. Yeah. And then and then and then the, his main thing is he like he like he likes to pedal like um uh like supplements, mm-hmm. but he's not like a he's not like a fucking scientist or some shit. He's just he's basically a snake oil salesman. Like yeah. it's, And it's just it's By this very diet fascinating when yeah. he's like overweight. Clearly, exactly. And it's just like. What is yeah, I mean, fucking I mean, living in a twilight zone? Like you, like you said, they've learned to monetize it. I'm like, you know, back when I, I lived, um, you know, in a certain area of Baltimore, I had these two roommates, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, and this is like before Trump got elected. And I remember one of my roommates and he was like very pro-Trump, right? And he was like in the living room one time watching like one of Trump's speeches or rallies or whatever. Yeah. And like he was just so excited and, you know, just like the spectacle of it all, right? And like, yeah. it was just the, the thrill, like the crazy commentary the the you know the the buzzwords and statements and uh you know the the bullshit topic of conversations that if you're only thinking on a certain uh, surface level or if you only want to think at that surface level it's perfect for you that's what alex jones does so well he like gets the people that hey i only want to think within this box yeah so continue to excite me within that box yeah and then also uh he he's very matter of fact meaning that like when he says something he says it with such like it's like you almost want to believe him because of how certain he is about it and that's another trait that i've sort of picked up on when listening to to people like alex jones or even trump or like they're they're, they they so aggressively believe in what they believe in or at least seem to believe in, or what they. Like say when you believe. tell a good lie, you have to say it with confidence, and you have to double down on it. Yeah, to, like they never back down. Yeah. Like, and I, I think that's what Obama said, right? Obama, like he was saying, like uh, politicians today, like you know, when they get caught in their lies, you know, it's not like you know, in the past where, where you just like deny, deny, deny. Oh, you know, I, you know, I didn't know that, or yeah. or, you, or you just deny it until it goes like until it gets swept under the rug. Yeah, politicians today. If they get caught in a lie, you just own they that just shit. Own the lie and then just tell another <laughs> yeah. even bigger lie to make you forget about that yeah. other lie. All this kind of reminds me of a, a favorite J. Cole of, uh, line of mine um, from a Miguel song when he's like, he's talking to a girl. He's like, You've been on my mind like Kaepernick kneeling or Trump slaying, saying slick shit, manipulating poor white folks because they're ignorant. Yeah. And that's all of like what's happening right now. Well, not even right now, for a long time, but I think more so now. Because yeah, of it's just social bring, media and the, yeah. the reach, it's it's being brought to the forefront. I think of our society. This attention, I think the attention is turning to this this cult of personality, right? Where you you have some sort of charismatic person who just 
says shit out of their mouth that clearly is false or just a straight up lie. Which episode of Black Mirror was that when um they had the bear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was uh yeah, running yeah. up to the uh there was an election yeah, going on yeah. and, and then he, he kind of got ran. into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah little yeah, cartoon that, bear. That wasn't one of my favorite episodes of Black Mirror, but it was nah, a very interesting episode. Right, it was. Uh, it, it brought up a lot of uh it it actually applies literally to everything that's going on right. today. It, it applies directly to it. But yeah, it's just it's endlessly like I'm just so fascinated by like where we are right now. It's just fucking crazy cuz you you would think that at some point in time people would just like you're being fed lies and like 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 Alex Jones had to say in court he's basically playing a character when he's on a show yeah he literally said that in court everybody this is public knowledge everybody knows this and yet people are still watching the show like no man Alex is telling the truth yeah what? and you know what so like I think the 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 misconception a lot of times and like Fabe to um J Cole's lyric right. Uh, I don't think most of these people are ignorant. No. Uh, I think a lot of them are very intelligent people who know what they're hearing. They just they just want to hear it. Like They, they just want to believe the lie. Yeah, this is either you want to believe the lie or they're like, well, this is what I actually think and how I actually feel. And I know it's not true, but I enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoy hearing it. I enjoy watching it. Um, you know, I'm going to, when I go to work, when I go out and hang out with my friends, I mean, obviously I'm ne- never going to let anybody know I really enjoy this stuff, but if the podcast is on, I'll listen to it. Yeah. If the, you know, if the YouTube, he posts a YouTube video, I'm going to listen to it and watch it. Yeah. But they're not all dumb, ignorant people that we think they are. Unfortunately, these are like, uh, people making very important decisions, right? Like this is the police chief <laughs> who's like, who loves Alex Jones. Yeah. Right. But yeah, it's very concerning. You know, that, he'll definitely say his, his force is not, uh, yeah. <laughs> does not stereotype or profile. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Let right? me and turn the, on these the, are like the people who are like, are approving or denying home loans. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, I love yeah Alex that's Jones. always scary when it's, it's somebody in a position of power who believes in just some radical shit. Right. Because we forget for a second that people are like humans first. Right. So we believe like, oh, if you're in this high position, oh, no, like you're level headed. And no, yeah, some yeah. people like people in um, positions of power are sometimes just as crazy as anybody else. But they can maybe hide it better than other people. Yeah. Um, but th- there's a whole nother side to this, too, of should he be banned? From so these different platforms. So what happened was like, you know, Facebook, YouTube. Spotify, they all like removed and canceled his channels and, uh, you know, deactivated his pages and whatnot because they say he's been uh, spreading uh, uh, hate. What is it like hate? Uh, he's, he's like hate messaging. He, he's been spreading like violence and, and hateful rhetoric. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I think we have to be very careful in terms of like silencing people. Yeah. Um, in, in this particular case, I think he has a very clear history of both spreading inaccurate information and news. Mm -hmm. Um, He's admitted to having spread um, like false news throughout the Russian election and uh, just false news in general. And uh, there's a clear history of him spreading like hateful messages uh, towards transgenders, towards people of certain ethnicities. Yeah. I've uh, seen backgrounds. um, I've seen people's pages get deleted for less. So, yeah. So, (laughs) but, but I mean, I, I guess obviously these are all like private companies. So it's just like they could do whatever the fuck they want. They could ban whoever they want to ban. Mm-hmm. But I think the problem you start running into is, is like, who's, who's arbitrating that? Like who's, who's deciding 
the same people what can be said same people as always i think when you have a platform like that you over to your users to when they log in that they're not seeing things that excite but, violence but it, but it, here's the thing though is this is and our disrespect when, when are you exciting violence for instance right if i go on and i say like okay so for instance the whole pizza gate thing where they you know basically were saying hillary clinton and whoever else was running some sort of child sex yeah whatever yeah. and they ran uh, they were saying the democrats were running a child sex ring or something like yeah that. yeah um is it exciting violence if you're reporting that story because you're not saying go in there with like a gun or some shit and, and but what start happened? popping off. No, they did. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm like. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's I mean, like, it's a thin if, line. If you believe in conspiracies and you're saying, "Hey, this is what I believe is happening," is it your fault that somebody is crazy enough to go in there and with a fucking gun and, and start shooting the place up? Like I said, I mean, I think you know if there is a clear history of that type of like action or behavior, and you can actually like quantify and track it. Like he's made one hundred you know, false statements like on his social media this month. And he has uh, said or mentioned things that were clearly false that he knew were false. And he was intentionally spreading false information or trying to elicit responses based on false information. There's a clear history of it that Mm -hmm. can't be denied. Yeah. Then at that stage, I think we can all say, okay, yeah. Like, you know, but then that's, that's confusing then because then Fox news has clearly been pumping out propaganda on the regular for decades now. Yeah. And so do you, do we ban them too? And even CNN to, to, to a large extent, MSNBC, they all yeah. put out shit that's <clears throat> quote unquote yeah. false. Yeah, but if, if I'm Twitter, I, I can't really look at it the same. I have to say, I Why have users who come on here for multiple different reasons and I can't have any of my uh, users be affected or go down some uh, foolish road of running up on a pizza joint with guns looking chasing down a a conspiracy theory okay well okay so actually this ties into the james gunn thing yeah because uh so and i didn't notice at the time that we talked about it but i found out literally like the day after that the person who was actually behind it was this guy mike cernovich he's he's the guy who essentially went through uh james gunn and so cernovich is like this far white uh right wing guy who essentially he makes a living doing that in terms of going back through like people's old shit and like, Oh, this guy might be a pedophile because of what he's saying, even though yeah. he knows like that, like he, he basically purposefully sort of takes shit out of context. Or if somebody said like a joke that was like, is like a two parter, like if it's like two tweets and you'd have to read both of them and understand it, he'll take like one, the one tweet that is questionable and not show the rest of right, it right. to get people fired and shit. It's like, do you, do you ban somebody like him from Twitter too? Because you know, the heart of what he's doing is wrong, even though it's not like technically he's not really doing anything wrong. I think you look at your user agreement mm-hmm. for what you have as rules. But I mean, that you, are, you made the agreement though. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's, it's like, it's so your company, they're arbitrary. So, yeah. You, so you, you look at it and want. say, does this fall under line of what we don't tolerate here? That, well, and, that's what I'm asking. And then if that's what happens, that's what happens. Like I said, I've seen people lose accounts for less. Yeah. I mean, I think at the end way of the less day, dangerous right, shit. if Facebook bans you from Facebook, they're not silencing you. They're just banning you from their platform, which like they have sure, the right to yeah. do. Um, now, I think if they begin. Go to Tumblr. If, <laughs> if, if they begin to then like use it as a way to control information. Yeah, but that, but. 
isn't it, it by definition then controlling information if you're curating what information people are seeing? Yes. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I haven't put so much thought into it to figure out what the clear answer would be. God damn it, Ray, come on. Well, man. I'll say this. Have I'll the say answer. this. Because Facebook was slammed for being, uh, for, for kind of controlling the uh, the information that conservatives put out there. Um, yeah. And it seems like there was evidence that there was. There wasn't. It was bullshit. Not are, are evidence, you talking, are you talking about the, uh, the, the, the two When they were on trial for. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Or it wasn't trial. It was just like they had a hearing about it. But uh, I mean, they yeah. kind of admitted to it a little bit, but I, it wasn't at such a hard stance where they. I mean, were, Facebook's clearly guilty of allowing false information uh, to be spread through their network yeah. and, and being very well aware that like, yeah, this information isn't true or these particular pages or these particular groups have uh, a malicious intent to spread false information. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure Facebook itself was like creating and, and publishing. Well, no, they, they no, were banning no. a lot of conservative pages, yeah. but they didn't ban all of them. So I don't, I, I didn't feel like they stole the no, voice but, but from here, them, here's, but they, here's the thing they, they weren't, it's like an algorithm. It's not like some people sitting back there saying, "Hey, like this is what we're gonna do." It's it's like it, it's fucking computer software doing yeah. this. It's not right. like actual people. So it's not as if. So it's like the 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 part the problem that I see is is that okay if we're being honest here, I think it slants heavily towards like the right wing where where it comes to like I'm just saying some shit that's like reckless, right? Sure, there are clearly examples of people on the left wing saying just reckless shit, talking shit to other people, whatever the case is, right? But the right wing is just, they take the home the award for just saying shit that's just crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. So, by almost definition, they're going to get banned more than. Um, well, they the have to wing. understand that and change the things that they say and do and say, you know what? People aren't hearing but us but that, because but, we're putting ourselves in position to be banned. But that's why it's a circular problem where, okay, uh, you're trying to control the way that you say things. You know what I mean? And it's just like, at what point? Because then I can say anything and, and no, offends be, me, right? I can say, oh, hey, somebody's saying um, uh, uh, anything. Like, th- think of whatever you think might be good, but somebody else could take no, it as, as I, I, I think, negative. I know? think there's a way to say what you want to say and there's a way not to say it. and it seems like there's a larger group who usually goes the route of the things that you know will get you banned from someone's social network but you I, know I these are trigger words that's just sub uh, to me that's just subjective no because you should be able to say your side of the story and i say my side of the story without kicking off these trigger words that get people banned why can't like, what you, do you say whatever if like if you're saying things that involve uh disrespecting uh certain racial groups and, or uh you know, talking about guns and these different things that are red flag words. Yeah. Why can I say my side of the story without doing that? And you well, can't. Okay. So, so the problem that I sort of have with that, like, so for instance, if you're, if you're talking about like Israel, right? Like there's obviously clearly an issue between Israel and uh, Palestine, right? Um, or Palestinians, um, Israelis and, and Palestinians. That's a touchy subject. Right. And what I, the, the the rabbit hole that I see is is that okay if you're trying to make the point that hey you know uh, Israelis are are wrong for you know uh, occupying Palestinian settlements right if I'm saying that but I use words in there like Israel Palestine like if I'm talking about it but then 
there's another guy somewhere else just talking reckless shit about them. I'm fearing that that's just all going to get lumped into this thing because you're never going to have enough people to go research, like to look through everybody's shit and figure out what everybody's saying and be able to sort of see the nuance in what I'm saying versus that guy. Yeah, you know I mean, I mean? I don't Here, here's what I, I, think. I think. I think the algorithm is much more advanced than than that. I, I'm I think sure it is. Like, well, if you're using overtly inflammatory, highly like false language. I think that. But what counts as here, like, here, right, here, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, All okay. Of this is here, very next, here's an example of what I think I'm saying. Mm-hmm. If you come out and you say, "I don't like Israelites," mm-hmm. and you leave it at that, you're fine. You're fine. If you come out and say, "I don't like Israelites," we should shoot them. Now I think you're being flagged. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think. Y- yes, I agree. That's with the who, heart of what I'm saying. I, I agree with what you're saying, but I'm saying it's not a. I, I see it as more of a. Um, uh, as more of, there, there's more nuance in there in terms of like of course somebody just flat out saying like but what if what if they do the whole alex jones thing whereas i'm kind of saying this but i didn't actually say it so does that count you know what i mean like that's the that's the world that i think that's the problem that yeah we're i mean grappling with there, right there's now. a lot of gray area yeah. right um you know focusing really on this alex jones thing yeah i think in his particular case he has a very clear history that you can you can listen to the guy. You can go back, look at his tweets, his yeah. posts, blah, blah, blah. There's a very clear history of b- spreading false information, yeah. um, inflammatory information to where you can clearly make a decision and say, hey, this guy's guilty of this or that. Yeah. And we're not, you know, we're not, you're not silencing him. You're not going to his house and duct taping his mouth and asshole shut. Yeah. Right. You're, you're just saying, <laughs> hey, you're not welcome on this particular platform. Yeah. And there, there are a million others he could use. You know, Facebook, Spotify, YouTube, they just said, yeah. But, but what I here. fear, what I fear with him, though, is, is that like, or not even just him, but just people like usually when you try to like suppress it, that's when like, so for instance, if if you ask the Internet, hey, don't do this on the Internet, you, you just ask the Internet to do it. Like, you know, what I mean, it, do you understand? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, like them, you know, banning him from those. It's just going to make him seem like more of like a legend. Like now everybody who was behind him is going to be like, oh, my God, they yeah. banned him. And the people this, who are on radical. the fence may, you know, they may say, oh, well, you know, he's not like people will say, oh, he's not on YouTube, Spotify, these places where I find news yeah. anymore. So they may forget him or they may like really jump on board with him now. Right. So um, who knows? But like I said, you know, he's just a guy who's very well known for stirring the pot. He stirred the pot. Shit caught up to him. You know, he's not he's not on a tube anymore. He stirred um, the pot of shit. You know who's also really good at stirring, stirring the pot? Yeah. Chris Jenner. <laughs> stirring the fucking pot. Letting her daughter. Our Lord and Savior, Chris Jenner. at it on E! Network. Um, yeah, break it down for me. I don't know, understand what with the, each all this, so, all this is about. Obviously, you know, the, the Kardashian family, uh, it's hard to not know who they are, right? Um, and there's always a bit of beef and turmoil back and forth between like the older sisters. Yeah. You know, Courtney, Chloe, and Kim, right? So on the most recent episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Courtney uh, and Kim were going at it. Um, I think there was like a family photo shoot for like a Christmas album or Christmas photo shoot planned. And uh, I think Courtney wasn't like being very flexible with her schedule. And mm-hmm. uh, Kim wanted her to you know, be at a certain place at a certain time. And Courtney was just like, no, I, I can't do it. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then Kim was like, you're not committed to the family and you don't know how to run a business. And, and Courtney was just like, you know, that's, you know, photo doing more and more photo shoots is not my problem. is not my priority. Right. Whereas we all know Kim Kardashian cannot, uh, for the life of her, 
put the phone down and, <laughs> and and try and stay off social media like it you know she has to be relevant right yeah uh so they they had a huge argument on the show and then the argument then took off on twitter where they were going back and forth with he, with each other yeah. and the shit got funny um i think courtney put something out there about like uh doing more photo shoots is not my priority. My number one priority is being a mother. And then Kim was like, what? Like my number one priority is being a mom too. And then like, they just went back and forth and then Chloe got jumped in. Uh, but Courtney said the, the most savage thing. There's some guy who put on, um, on Twitter, uh, it was something about being the prettiest. Yeah. Right? I saw that. Yeah. I saw and that. then Courtney retweeted that. Like, <clears throat> yeah, I know. It was like, it's hard being the pretty one. Yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> <laughs> that was the reaction. Yeah. Um, now I do think naturally, Courtney might be the the yeah. prettiest one. I I think that's not even that's not even remotely a question. And I think I would say in terms of like the scale of plastic surgeries, like I think Courtney might be at like forty five percent. Oh, I would go thirty five percent plastic surgery. I say Kim is at like eighty three. Kylie's at ninety four. Chloe's at like. 80, 81, uh, and obviously Bruce is at 100 because he fucking <laughs> to, <laughs> did so much that he became uh, a whole new bitch. To, to be honest, I love all these girls, but if you line them all up, I could probably only tell you who two of them are. <laughs> I yeah. just don't, I can't, and it's, I just can't tell them apart, honestly. It's I'm getting harder <laughs> to tell Kim. I couldn't tell you Courtney Kylie from Chloe, apart. man. I'm, yeah, uh, I mean, you could tell Courtney. She she's just the she just looks like a naturally pretty ass. Chick. I, I guess my, giving my question her is, extra props because she has less work and then saying she's the prettiest. Yeah, I think it's like well no, Courtney's just like she's just naturally pretty. Well, I think to me the the more interesting thing is is like like they can monetize anything. Like they could literally it doesn't matter what the fuck they do. They just they can make bread off of it. Like yeah. all this shit, all this feuding shit. People are just gonna tune in. Everybody's gonna tune in next week to see what the I, fuck they argue. I bet like, before th- this shit is so inconsequential. Like they're they're not like what is sh- yeah they're fucking having a little spat. Like who gives who before gives they a sent fuck? the tweet, like, they were on the phone with uh, one of their uh, companies. And yeah, they, they, they raised the price on how much that ad is gonna cost now <laughs> to attach it to my tweet. Like. So I, I think the the verbal argument on the show back and forth that was like genuinely between Courtney and Kim. The yeah. tweeting. It was Chris Jenner logging in to their accounts back and forth like, you're a bad mom. Log out. Log in. Who are you calling a bad mom? You don't know how to run a business. Log out. Like they're log like, in. I don't remember seeing nah, this No, she's not tweet. even logging out. She's just switching accounts. Just yeah, like, she just. You can yeah, do I'm, I'm sorry. We're much further advanced in technology. Yeah. I remember I remember when you did have to log. If like you had like two Instagram accounts, you had to log out and then log into the other one. Like, Yeah, she probably had all going at the same time. Yeah, yeah she probably has just like different. They got enough money to have crazy fast Wi-Fi at their house. All yeah, those, I, wonder, I wonder what their download dog, speed is. Their data What's usage their is like speed? through the roof. <laughs> Fucking ninety because they're never not on the internet per day. Yeah. yeah, between all of them, yeah, all those fucking Jenners and Kardashians. Yeah, what's that electricity? And, and Bruce bill has like? two accounts. He has the Bruce account and the oh, Caitlyn account. Grace. Yeah, can that's we stop calling him Bruce? Music. I feel like that's that might be offensive to uh, to some out there. Man, get the fu- if you've been Bruce for 30, uh, 50 years, I think that's like the whole Bruce. point, though, right? Is is that Arane's opinions are his of his own? Yeah, and that, uh, <laughs> yeah. they do not represent the, uh, the I don't opinions know. I of the Fade Podcast. Get, I still get stuck calling them Bruce. Um, if I've been calling you Tune Day for fifty years, and then one day you come through the crib and you're like, "Hey, call me Ashley." Yeah, I'd uh, expect for you to call me Ashley. 
Tunde. <laughs> can you uh can you fucking move no, but I can't like, see I, the game I feel like that <laughs> I feel like that's that's like a way that's almost like a that's like a way to just like keep digging at me right because it's like if I come through and I'm Ashley now and I want that's what I feel like I am and that's what I want to be known as it's just like every time you call me Tuna you're just like it's like a fuck you to like this is what happened on an episode of uh, the Pose that I was watching today. I don't know if I don't think y'all got you guys watched that show, but that was the basis of what was happening. Mm. Now I, I do agree with like you know if you were to say hey like Arena I, I this is how I feel yeah this is what I want to be referred to as and, and you know, can you respect that yeah. and if I, I think were that's to what say Caitlin you, said yeah, already I, I really feel like that's the that's the case here <laughs> and, and, are you trying to play that I didn't hear him say that yeah, yeah. Like, if Tunde said it to there me was I no don't tweet. fucking know there is no tweet I don't okay. know about I it. It. I I see it. it but I don't know man I I try and maybe like say Caitlin sometimes this is fucking Bruce <laughs> BC I call him BC Bruce Caitlin BC that's that's the, I'll compromise. So, so what's our what's our main thesis here on this Kardashian scuff? I mean, like even even their fights are like they could just make money off of their fights, right? Yeah. And like how not many people can do that. That's fucking brilliant. So yeah. Yeah. Out. Someone win and lose, or um, no, I they mean, all win. Hey, nobody wins when the family. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know. What I mean? uh, well, no. In this case, yeah. yeah. Everybody wins. Everybody yeah. wins when they family. Uh, Jay Z got kicked on the elevator, and he just looked stupid. In this particular case, they made a lot of money. No, 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 no. You don't get to do that to my man, Jay. Uh, no, you get that's kicked. That's my man's right there. No, I think everybody knows Jay Z. No, 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 no. He he caught the chunk. He caught out, right? Jay Z could have lost so much. But no, Jay Z did win no, in that situation. He won because he could have by just Beyonce taking the L. Oh my, huh? No, you, this is how Jay Z won. Yeah, he didn't say anything. He didn't come out and issue some public statement. It was just a family. It was a personal thing between him. Beyonce and Solange, I think, and they they made a song about it. They monetized it, right? They put yeah. it in the music. Blah, but blah, if Jay Z, he ultimately would have reacted. Yeah. Oh Tune my Let me pick God. you up right here. He won because that same year Ray Rice exactly. lost, so they automatically won. Do That's you, where you set the bar at. Do you know what that would have done to his career? Yeah. What? Oh, you guys are talking about if Jay Z were to swing on. Solange? Yes. Wait, we're, we're having different conversations. Oh, what conversation I'm saying you have? He got like. Slapped and kicked and pushed and punched. You, just you said stupid. you look like a dummy. I'm like, no, you you look stupid if you were watching. If you're getting slapped and kicked and punched and you know blah blah blah. Uh, of course, Jay Z wasn't gonna lash out. What you look stupid? Okay, so would you rather look like Ray Rice or Jay Z in that situation? That's you're not even comparing two things that are comparable based off what I'm saying. I, right I mean, I get, I get what saying, you're saying. So that whole situation, you said, you said because he's in the kicked, whole situation, looks stupid. Jay Z looked kicked up. him. And he, Generally, yeah. anytime you get kicked, I guess you look you look stupid, stupid. So yeah, if somebody kicks you, you <laughs> even if they're just being crazy, you look stupid. Yeah, you do. You can't like walk back in the Starbucks, sit down, like you see that, and everybody's gonna be like, <laughs> go look at you, like you just got kicked. Yeah, dude, fucking kicked you. <laughs> the fuck are y'all getting kicked for? It? <laughs> yeah. So so in that situation, Jay Z lost. Yeah, I saw that. You got kicked, man. But I think between Kim and Courtney, I think uh, I think Courtney may have got the W because like you know the internet really came out in her support. Yeah, and like, uh, do you think it's because she's the underdog? I I think yes, yeah, I think that's what it is. There, she's the underdog. There's that, and I think yeah. it's like she's very clearly not trying to be like you know this yeah, in the spotlight, social media whore all the yeah. time, and not that I I think I mean Kim is making money. This is her business, right? So yeah. you have to continue to put out. What content. is Kim's business? 
every Money. fucking thing. <laughs> Money. <laughs> no, no, like, like so you know how obviously Kylie has. Well, no, no, Kylie she has, has, she I mean, has um, she Kimoji, has, um, you know, and that's a, like an emoji uh, thing they got going on. Then they got the, fra- she's got the fragrances. That's tons of things. Kim has like 10, Her 10 different businesses. Like, crazy. This is what bothers me with that. It's just like, everybody's like, oh my God, you know, they're such hustlers. You know, they do, they do like, they can literally just slap their name on literally anything and it'll make money. I mean, the hustle is God, the like, hustle is building the brand, right? Yeah. And then when you have the brand, you yeah. put the brand name have to on hustle anything, hard anymore. and then you're good. And you're good. So uh, you don't have to hustle as hard. You just have to hustle Fuck. smarter and smarter. Must right? be nice. Hey, that that's our number one goal here at the Fade Podcast to make it so that we don't actually even have to say intelligent shit. We don't have to say funny shit. We, we just, just slap the fade just, on. Yeah, it. Just, and it's good. It's got the, one it's got day. The seal of approval. I want people to tune in and listen to silent. <laughs> And we're just we, and we still get paid. Gonna, we're not gonna talk for like two hours. It's just two hours of just <laughs> meditation, white background noise, <laughs> and then we get paid a hundred k in uh, a listenership. <laughs> yeah, we we'll just uh, get a check. But um, anyway, like yeah. I, I think Courtney wanted when at the end she was like that last tweet is like oh it's oh it's so difficult being the pretty one and then she was like what did she say she was like I know or. I don't. Remember. Did she just retweet it or did she uh, say? I think she, I know she retweeted it and like with the comment. With the comment, like that that was the W right there. Yeah, that's but, a um, half point though because uh, no, no, I give her a full. Nah, point. I was going to give point. her a half because it wasn't her tweet. No, nah, I, I give her a full. Nah, because yeah, you got it for like that's now you're now you're in dangerous territory when you start talking about looks. Now Kim's going to be like, oh shit, gloves off. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that's you, you're acting real froggy. You know when you do that shit. Yeah. 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 Well, right. Kim did say to her, like, you're the least interesting looking one. <laughs> she said that to her? Yeah, she was like, you're That's like, mad disrespectful. Yeah, and this is like, in the, she was like, you're the yeah, we least might have to, interesting to look at. We might have to step <laughs> outside for that one. That might right. be, like, that's, that might so be fighting they, they did this photo shoot with Calvin Klein, right? And yeah. I mean, yeah, like, when you look at, like, Kylie and Kim's bodies, like, from certain angles, it's like, damn, she's curvy as shit. But then you're like, wait, this doesn't none make of this sense. makes yeah. sense. It's, yeah. And, and then, furthermore, like, none of it's real. Right. You know? Like, but what does it fucking matter, man? Whether it's real or that it's not real. Nah, but does no, you can't say matter. that about Kim because she was thick before the surgery. So she she was, but she had surgery nonetheless. So yeah, but to Kim, say then, Kim but I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm just literally <laughs> just arguing against every point. Pre-surgery, Kim, um, looked like you know they're Armenian, right? So what, what did uh, Child is Gambino say? Like I like the black chick. Uh, what is like I like the black girls of all races, like Armenian. Um, I forgot the fucking lyric. I, I messed it up. I remember what you're talking about, but I don't got the lyrics down. But yeah, he was like, uh, <laughs> Armenian chicks are like the black women of like white Europe or whatever. <laughs> right, right. Um, because they're like thicker and curvier and whatnot. So yeah, I mean they're they're curvy, but I think she's like gone crazy. Like I don't, I don't, even, I don't not like even curves at, at that point. That's just I, I would definitely bust it down, but like <laughs> I, I just think her body to me at this point looks like gross. I mean. Whatever to teach his own right, like every, everybody's. I'm sure for every person he's just like, eh, I don't really like. I'm sure there's. Yeah, did you, you know that game like, like Kill Fuck Mary? Yeah, yeah. I think most people like whenever they say who they would marry would go Courtney. Yeah, I mean she seems the most chill out all. Yeah, but to your point, most people would also say they're marrying uh, like the most basic of women. Huh. What? Yeah, I mean. Gen- a lot of people want to marry like the most basic, boring-looking chick. You know what I mean? Mm, I think. I, I don't think. Know no, no. I, I think most people want to marry like, you know, the if there's 
a three women in a room and one's a ten and one's a five and one's a seven. Most people probably marry the seven. Fuck the. Well, that goes to my point. You didn't want to marry the ten. You married the seven. But why? Why why wouldn't you? I'm so confused right now. Why wouldn't you want to? Because you probably can't handle a woman who gets all that attention, or you don't want to deal with that in your marriage life. You know what I mean? I don't know the The fact that she's pretty. Yeah, I'm not saying this is me. I'm just saying that generally, a lot of men. Oh, that's just insecurity on men's part, then. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, basically, like he just said, marry the seven instead of the ten. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't necessarily. I wouldn't think of it like that. I would think of it as in like what, like, what's the vibe like? <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. No, no, sure. It just sounded funny when you said it, but no, I, I agree with you 100. <laughs> percent Um, I mean, you know, we don't really have to spend too much time on these Kardashian hoes, but Chris <laughs> Jenner is right now, cat. She's signing a check somewhere. You know, like of course, yeah. She's she's deposit- no, she's not signing a check. She's there's Getting somebody sending for her. her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, she's at she, the person. I feel like she like, probably never goes to the bank. Like they come. To don't her. forget the tea. They come to her. Like uh, Miss Jenner. Like we're Bank of America's at the gate. Uh, let them in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, right. Pull out back. Yeah, right? just... not not like a representative from Bank of America. <laughs> like Bank of America's at the gate. All of them. The CEO. Everybody walking like the floating logo <laughs> at the gate. <laughs> they bring the money truck. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, what uh, what's what's next up on the docket? I know uh, we, to we talk got about this, uh, this NASCAR uh, CEO who got the D, uh, DWI. Yeah, we're gonna spend a few just a, like a minute or two on this. Yeah. I just feel like that's fucking funny. <laughs> the CEO of NASCAR got a DWI. Yeah. Right? Like how fast was he going? Like that's how, my Yeah, no. He, what kind of car going, was He was going slow as shit. Was he driving the motherfucking one of the actual cars? Like was, <laughs> yeah. was, was he driving the FedEx? No, like, you I can Ford? do what I want. No, you know what the pro- fun, like he probably is terrible at driving. I could imagine that. Probably. That he's the he CEO can't of NASCAR. Park. Yeah, he can't. Like he can't parallel park when uh, when it's a left. Yeah, like when it's, I wonder when it's if he tried to left. use that as like he's like, officer, I'm the CEO of NASCAR. <laughs> I know how to drive. Yeah. You know that's not in the um the driving course anymore. What, what? parallel, oh, parallel park. parking? Yeah, yeah, and then like uh the three uh why turns. why is that? That's so weird. I don't know. That's crazy. Because I think when you were parallel parking 10, 20 years ago, like you needed to be able to you know understand like space and depth perception and all that stuff. Now. Every Honda model now comes with a backup cam. Standard. But you should still yeah. But there's still a lot of people with cars from the nineties and the early and, it, and, it's, and it's more about the like you you can you may be able to see what's behind you, but mm-hmm. you still need to know how to actually get the car in there. Yeah, well, they have the self parking shit now too. But, yeah, but two percent of the world yeah, has that. Yeah, unless um, you're fucking. I've never been in a car that parks itself. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> pretty sure State Farm was like. Get rid of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really what it was. Yeah, they, they lobbied hard for that shit. They're so like, if we remove that from the driving test, <laughs> you were probably going to see more you know accidents, what? right? And that, they were like, yeah, that actually is probably accidents probably true. will go up. Scratches, minor fender benders. State yeah, because like, it's, it's not shit that will like risk anybody's life, mm-hmm. but it's shit that will still fuck up your car sufficiently. So they're like, you know, so we're, yeah, we're like the gonna, MVA you're not going to nice die. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And now everyone's premiums going up for like minor <laughs> fender benders. So everybody Honda cashed in, stayed. So you know what that means, right? All these fucking millennials out here, or who who's after millennials? Well, you know what, and and, and I heard like because they they don't know how to fucking drive. So well, no, 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 no. See, we be gotta be careful lookout. because I actually heard what the rundown of the generations are, and we are actually the yeah, we're, we're technically so that's why I asked who's there's like who's Alpha and X them. right now. Like I alpha. think Alpha and X are like in high school. 
How are we gonna call them alpha? I think I don't know. I was kind of mad at that. You're technically a millennial. I believe it's between if you're between like right now. Like if you're born in '82 to like 2002. Yeah, right now today, if you're between 17 and like 33, you're a millennial. Mm -hmm. Like if you're if you're 33, you're just like uh, an elder millennial, which is a funny uh, stand up (laughs) special I watched on link. uh, Not I was gonna say LinkedIn on Netflix. uh, Eliza something uh, yeah yeah with that the blonde Eliza, yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah she's mostly not funny um but there's some very funny yeah parts. I, I'm not gonna lie I've watched a couple of specials with her in it uh, they were funny but she keeps like I don't know she it's almost like she recycles the same thing like she always goes like she always does these like weird like chipmunk kind of thing I don't know it's yeah weird. she and she does like the old lady voice like yeah Come here, children yeah right and then she like she reuses that I'm just like no just yeah, like do so. I've been else. watching yeah. that stand-up special over the yeah. course of um, a week. Yeah, I, I can't finish it. <laughs> <laughs> it. It's it's not bad. It's just yeah. not good enough for me to maintain, like at fifteen minutes at a, at a time. Yeah. So it's like I'll give it like ten on Monday, ten on Wednesday, yeah. Saturday morning. I'm like, yeah. At what point do you 10. just abandon ship? You're just like this. Just isn't my. Yo, ship. I can't abandon any. I have to finish yeah, watching. You gotta, it. I, I respect anything. that. You gotta you gotta finish what you start. Yeah, yeah, I'm more or less the same. Like, it's hard for me to like walk away from something, yeah, I even if it's it. bad. I'm like, yeah. I'll be like, damn it, there's 20 minutes left on this special. Yeah, I'm gonna do 10 today. I'm gonna do 10 tomorrow. That's why I generally hate like when sequels come out for bad movies because it's like, yeah, and I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go watch, watch the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> Xander Cage is back, so <laughs> yeah. I have to watch Triple X. <laughs> Weren't they coming out with uh, another one? They already they came did. Out. It came and went. It was, oh shit! Who was in it? Nobody was terrible. Yeah, that's what I thought. There was a scene yeah. in the uh, the Return of Xander Cage which was faker than anything that's happened in uh, Fast, Fast and Furious, Furious thus far. Well, that's what that's not hard to imagine. No, I don't He's, even want to know because I want to watch it. You want to watch it? Okay. Yeah. Luckily, it's within the first like ten minutes of the movie. So, <laughs> where, where yes. can we find this at? Redbox or um, streaming online? Yeah. Yeah, anywhere where they don't have respect for the movie making <laughs> <Yeah>. industry. <laughs> you know, um, Redbox allows you to stream in the app now, which is pretty cool. Well, like you don't stream. have to physically go get the DVD. You yeah, can. I thought that was like, oh, wasn't it? No, nah, that's, that's that new. Like this year, that you can stream shit. Right. Yeah. Redbox? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Don't like all smart TVs come with the standard i think no i think verizon had a thing with them for a little while but like i know my app it just like, like a update just to, came out you've been able to like stream netflix but to me there's a certain like feeling of going to the box and getting it and then driving all the way home and watching it and driving back there's a certain the feeling but if i didn't have it oh, i'd be okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah if, i mean I if they that. said we're not doing that anymore yeah. i would stream it but like i don't know i just like going and getting the dvd and I don't know. I'm old. Yeah, school. when it's 20 yeah. degrees. Yeah, yeah. you know there's not a good look. That. You know there's one blockbuster DVD left in America. That's, uh, that's I think it's in like somewhere in Oregon, like Bend, Oregon. There's blockbuster one DVD blockbuster be. franchise. Like it hasn't open. been returned. Uh, no, no. So there's one blockbuster store. Oh, you, oh, you said DVD. Yeah, you said DVD. Oh, it, wasn't it called blockbuster DVD or? Yeah, but I thought you, you were talking but, about. Yeah, I thought you were talking about like a specific DVD. Like there's only one. Yeah, and you know what? I completely forgot that blockbuster was open before DVDs came out. So yeah, that was that was my fault. So yeah, but there there's still fucking one. I wonder who's running that. Yeah, it's got to be a drug fund. <laughs> There's, they've got to be moving. It's the fucking cartel. The cartels behind hell it. of heroin. No, you know what? I wouldn't even want that to be my front because you're you're on the map. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the yeah, book's got to be it's super mad tight. Obvious, now. yeah. <laughs> like you can't really get away with shit. Like, yeah. Or do you hide yeah. in plain sight? 
No, that's not hiding in plain sight. Moving a fucking metric ton. That's just saying. Look at me in plain sight. (laughs) Yeah, hiding in plain sight would be like fucking doing that at like Starbucks or some shit. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and you know, they wouldn't like even if they found out, they still wouldn't cancel that shit. They'd be like, you know what, guys, I don't like what you're doing, but (laughs) I I need need smoky lattes. This is the only Starbucks on my way to work, and I yeah. goddamn if I see this shit. The other one is two miles up the road. I'm I not doing. I wonder how it. much money they're making per day. Like what Starbucks? Yeah. What, what if they're still getting paid? Fuck ton. What if there's a fucking Bentley in in like parked out back, and it's the owners? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I would. Because I mean, assume. they're the only ones in that industry left, right? So they got to get Starbucks? all the money. No, no, no. Oh, oh you're talking about a blockbuster. Oh. Yeah. So if anybody wants a VHS, they can only go to one place. No, you just fucking go get on the internet like an adult and fucking no, order that, that shit. That, off if you of want Amazon. that nostalgic <laughs> feeling of rewinding the no. tape afterwards, no, I, I don't. I don't know why you would get excited about that. That's. I don't know. It's a it's a very actually you know I had a bunch of uh If you've got an older chick coming through the crib, right, and you want her to feel young and sexy again, what do you do? You go get the VHS version of, <laughs> you know, Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. Um how old are you talking about here? It just sounds If she's like if you got like a forty two, forty five year old drunk, but she's still in good here. shape. You know, and you when 42. did Sleepless in Seattle come out? That was like ninety two, ninety three, yeah, circa ninety two. So, so she, she was, I always wanted to say that when I say like, <laughs> so she was probably I like, I still don't think you used it right, but I appreciate the yeah, effort yeah, nonetheless. <laughs> but so she was probably like twenty three, right? Yeah. But yo, I got the VHS of Sleepless in Seattle. And What's she's up? Gonna, and she's gonna be like, she's gonna be like, damn, great. You really put Let's thought. Stream that on Redbox. No, she's gonna be like, you put thought into tonight. Because you popped out a fucking VHS tape? Yes. Okay. No, that's true. That's true. That that takes a little bit more effort. You had to go downstairs, find the VHS player. You got to plug clean those it all. Three, First of all, you uh, had a VHS. <laughs> you got to plug the red one into the red <laughs> hole, the yellow into the yellow <laughs> hole, and then a white one into the white hole, right? Yeah. And I mean... You know, who's, and then you got you got you get the tracking right on it. You know you gotta yeah you gotta put yeah, it on the yeah, channel yeah. three. Yeah, <laughs> yo, kids <laughs> these days will never know. Like uh, they be like, wait, shit. why did you guys have to do that? <laughs> That's just how it works. Yeah. I still don't know why. Yeah, you have to put it on channel three. Channel three, uh, like the TV or the. Remember when you wanted to put it on a DVD? Because the, no, that, because that, that's that's just like okay, you know how you have the HDMI. Um, you know, slot you one, slot two. Yeah, that was basically just the only input that would work. That's where it came through on, is that specific channel. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I didn't know that until just now. Fair enough. That was good shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's what I do. Educate. So, yeah, we uh, appreciate that. You know who doesn't educate? Mm-hmm. UNC. Yeah. Well, they, they clearly do. But Not their football yeah. players. <laughs> um, <laughs> they just say, hey, listen. Yes, you're a student shout here. Shout out to anybody, uh, but you're listening. not here to learn. Wait, shout out, shout out the CA man, my, uh, the the young lion Chris Atkinson. He, uh, oh yeah, yeah, he UNC goes to uh, graduate, UNC, right? or he he graduated from UNC. Zach, yeah, yeah he went to uh, Zach. We got a couple ZB, couple guys in the uh, squad. He no, you know, what? forget that, forget that ZB call. I'm still mad at Zach. Oh yeah, he, yeah, he didn't on us. show up. Yeah, yeah, tell tell him, yeah, fucking burning down the the walls of fucking Columbia Mall. <laughs> But something was popping out there. Yeah, apparently. Um, but yeah, so so UNC, uh, 
recently suspended 15 of their players, right? Yeah. Um, now, I mean, the suspensions for the most part is like a one-game suspension, but it could be up to four games, right? If the players, uh, depending on the severity of their uh, fucking rule violation, right? Now, they got suspended for selling UNC-issued apparel, like sneakers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously anybody in a big football program like UNC, uh, Michigan, Oregon, uh, you know, the brand Nike in this particular case would just flood them with gear. Like, yeah. Every big game or maybe like every couple of weeks, they'll get all new gear, new sneakers, cleats, sweaters, hoodies, jerseys, fucking every, they, they send them uh, freshmen, the whole nine. And just, yeah. Here's some pussy. <laughs> play, play better. Next game. <laughs> uh, so in this particular case, the, the players, you know, sold some of the shoes, make a little bit of money, uh, have, have a little bit of money in their pocket. Right. And UNC, a, or I'm sorry, the NCAA, which is an organization that makes millions and millions and millions of dollars off of these kids mm-hmm. says, Hey, you can't, you can't make money yourself. Uh, you're suspended. Yeah. That's fucking crazy to me. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like the counter argument. Cause what UNC's counter argument would be. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're going to say, well, it's in the contract. You're not allowed to say, no, but that, that's just bullshit. That's just shit. That you're saying like, that's not an actual, like that's not a, because you're saying it doesn't mean that it's wrong. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, that's just the shit that you made up for you. Like, yeah. So I'm trying to look at it like what objection the, the, would they actually the only, like the real argument the of only violation. Yeah. Legit counter argument. And there's two counter arguments. There's the, you know, the one about the rules. There's a there might even be three. There I oh I could tell you that the most legit one is that other students, like if you're on the volleyball team mm-hmm. or field hockey or something, you don't have that same opportunity to get flooded with gifts or and go sell uh But then then is aren't they wrong for even giving getting those things from Nike from whatever? Well, I mean that's that's a part of the sponsorship of the of the yeah. university. No, but that's what I'm saying. So okay, so if it's part of the sponsorship, well, yeah, of the because university, Nike wants them to then, be wearing it. Then yeah, then if you're playing on any team, then I'm assuming you're getting that shit too. Um, depending on how big your so yeah, when you play for a a, a university that uh, and the univer- and like there's a, a a corporate sponsor from like Nike, Adidas, Under Armour. Yes, every team gets that product right Right. um not every team gets it equally distributed right so if but then that that, like that's if if we go to to unc and we play for the basketball and football team yes the uh men's volleyball team they also get you know they get a pair of shorts pair of t-shirts and a duffel bag right for the season right we might get 20 pairs of shoes (laughs) 40 duffel bags yeah. custom shit with our name on it the whole nine but yeah. so basically what the school is saying is we gave you that shit don't sell it that's our shit you you, like, can, you can't sell our shit that we gave you you know people like to make the comparison like between athletes and like uh slavery right like you know the way that they you know weigh people at the combine and check their height or like you know it, it mimics back to you know shit with slavery I'm beginning to think the NCAA actually is like slavery because basically you're these kids are busting their ass for the school school basically gives them dick. Now you can argue that they're giving them obviously quote unquote an education, but the thing um, is they're not when scholarship. You really look at the quality of the education that they're getting. It is not comparable to how much revenue is being generated by the university because those kids, they really can't go to class. And if they are right. in class, they can't. But that's what I'm saying. Effectively learn. It's like I, I'm so I, I wasn't saying that because that's what I would uh, uh, agree with. It, I'm saying that because, like, 
that's what the school would say. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, we're giving them an education. We're taking care of all their scholarship shit for the school. Um, But it's like, yeah, but if, if I, if I am basically doing two a days, you know, every fucking day, you know, I've got to practice at 6am and another practice at uh, 4pm. Right. You know, where's the time in that day for me to really focus in class, to be uh, not physically draining class and and, also mentally there. And also, that's actually taking so there are a lot taking of people a seat. Who, huh <clears throat> i think you're about to say it's taking a seat from someone else no no not not that but you're you're monopolizing my time meaning that like that time that i'm spending in the gym or whatever and not in class i could be spending going to go work somewhere so i don't have to fucking sling fucking sneakers around yeah. and shit i mean if you ask any uh athlete that goes to like especially a top tier school yeah uh, being a part of like the, the the team is like a full time job. Yeah, like you don't really have much time for anything else. Yeah, and and so it's it's just like it's mind boggling how like the school would think like just on a fucking just on a moral level like yeah. that's just that's fucking moral that's just level. wrong. Yeah, you, fuck? you want me to work so you can so I you don't want me to work so I need you. You can control me. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, there like, there is I a moral depend. compass at some of these bigger schools because they're partnering with the brand. They're partnering, you know, and these these a lot of these universities are edu- like education. Um, uh, so they're tax exempt. Um, they're just they they want to make money. They want to make revenue. A lot of these. It's kids, like how do you not see that as wrong? Like yeah. you're clearly making bread off these kids. And and the kids and who don't anytime go to the league, that they do anything that even can be misconstrued as them profiting in any sort of way, you're like, no, we're gonna suspend you. We're gonna get rid of you. And it's just yeah. like, what the and, fuck? and you know what's the most fucked up part, right? Like let's say you go through, um, you know. You, you you go through all four years of, of college and like a lot of them who a lot of the football players I'm just gonna focus on football players who go to these big schools who don't graduate yeah right uh, a lot of times they you know leave college with like basically the same level of education that they came in with right um they you know they don't have like the academics or the grades or the mental wherewithal to pursue like you know an actual you know, career like an actual yeah. career after because they didn't get the quality of education they, they should have gotten because right. they were out on the field practicing or they were in the in the training room watching tape or they yeah. were in the gym lifting so you're basically um, just fucking up their yeah. lives like. and then like the kids who declare for like the draft and yeah. if they don't get drafted um i think when once you declare you're no longer considered a student of the yeah. university and yeah. so you, you couldn't have even to go, go back, back yeah. and apply again and then take out student loans. Yeah. Um, or you just like you're no longer a student. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think the university should be, you know, if you've been at the school for like two or three more, two or three years, the university should be required to grant you two years or something like that after you've finished your, your playing career. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You can't just say. Well, you know, hey, thanks for uh, thanks for those touchdowns. Thanks for you know those rushing yards and blah blah blah. Um, fuck off. <laughs> and then they kind of mm-hmm. fuck you when um when you're thinking about going to the NBA or the NFL because once you sign an agent, then you lose your connection to the school. Right. Yeah. You lose your years that you're you no still have left. Student. So it's like if you don't get picked up, then and I, I, I and obviously that's just like okay, that's just you gambling on yourself, which. Yeah, like you have that choice, you have that agency to do so or not. Um, but I think the the part that I'm not getting past or that I fundamentally just don't understand is if you're monetizing this thing, right? But the people who are actually doing the work aren't getting really any true sort of compensation for it. That's slavery. Like that's 
right? Yeah, like, I think like, I, I understand that they have the the kids have the choice of playing or not or doing whatever. But it's like when you're young, it's kind of just like not everybody's fucking LeBron, where you can be like a fucking you know you're you have a high sort of and, and we need to talk about that too the Trump LeBron. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, beef. Real quick, let me get your uh, thoughts on the one and for the NBA in college, the one and done rule. Like, what do you think about that? Uh, what do you mean? Well, you know, um, basically, if oh, you're hot, yeah, you're going he, to college. Yeah, yeah You can yeah. get out one year. Yeah, after um, one year. Yeah. You know, and, and then people feel like it's messing up the the NBA. You're getting down a watered down product because you're getting these young kids who aren't really ready to be in the NBA yet. But I think that's. I think that's a case by case basis, right? Because there's like LeBron was clearly fucking ready to come out, and LeBron, you know, KG, yeah, Kobe, clearly they were fucking ready. Yo, um, J.R. Smith came straight from high school. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah, he killed. Up, he he probably could have benefited from staying. So, to but me, I mean, he's a. Uh, I'm joking. He's a. To, to be a high school player, I think J.R. Smith has made like a stamp in the NBA. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I was just yeah, yeah. No, nah, uh, so too late to go back to your thing really quickly, which I think is going to then lead into the question you just asked, right? So the definition of an uh, indentured servant uh, or indentured is a laborer. A laborer is an employee within a system of unfree labor who is bound or signed for a forced contract to work for a particular employer for a fixed amount of time. Right. Right. So those are basically college athletes. Yeah. They're bound by contracts to work for uh, and represent the university, like obviously on the field um, as an athlete. And they're not necessarily, they're not being paid for that time in any way, um, but they're being given like housing, food, uh, quote unquote, and education and that is, that is an extremely unfair balance. Right? It really is. They're, yeah. they're generating millions of dollars in revenue for these schools, and they're being given something of like you know forty, fifty thousand dollars per uh, over the course of four years in value. Right. Yeah. The and then to. and then the the college can still profit off of them after they're done by selling their okay you know like Jordan's their jer- image or like uh, uh, UNC exactly. jersey still like one of the fucking hottest items right yeah and uh the, the, yeah just like you said like they're like I'm sure Ohio still State still sells them. Maurice Claret jerseys and he's probably in jail or something like that <laughs> and he's not making any money from that know. yeah um, you know it's just it's and, and just, to be honest that uh that that education that they give them that's a throwaway for it's them bullshit. I mean yeah that's what we yeah that's what we're saying these kids can't even yeah. read and write when they get out of the college because yeah. they've spent all their time on the field or in the gym or and, even yeah. if they make the most of it it's still it's still just nothing for them to offer that like yeah. hey, it's, very, it's very difficult like the kid, yeah. I feel like the kids who you know played sports and then go back and get their degrees or graduate are probably kids who came in with like a high quality education but some of these kids who are coming from like you know dirt poor communities and they just had this natural athletic ability. If they don't make it to the league, they're just fucked. At the but end I mean, of the I, I guess then the school can argue that that's not our fault if they didn't make the yeah, most. Yeah, sure. I mean, of... and granted, I, I do think there's a certain responsibility you put on the player. Like, you're here, like, learn something while you're here. Don't just fucking um, play football. You know, but at the same time, these kids are 19. Yeah. You know, if you come from, like, a poor neighborhood where you slept on the floor or you slept on, like, a small bed and, and you shared rooms with, like, four or five other siblings and now you're at this big university playing football, you're getting on this free shit, there's plenty of food to eat, there's beautiful girls running around everywhere. If you're a 19-year-old kid, it's going to kind of be hard to look at the big picture. So yeah. the universities yeah. have a, I feel they should have a greater responsibility to these kids to look after them more than just saying, go yeah. Cause you don't Tackle even know, right. you don't even know what an, what an 
a good adult decision is much much less go execute it yeah and follow through with it old. um age. so to your point you know like how do i feel about kids leaving college early to um to, to enter the draft i mean i think it's smart like right like if you have the skill and the potential to go into the nba after one year of college i think you know you're gonna make more in you know those couple years you're in the nba than you than most people do in their entire lives, right? Yeah. So why spend another three years in college where the university is just going to rape you and sell your name, sell your image, not give you shit when you could go make uh, $20 million real quick? To me, or, more importantly, um, if, you like hurt, yeah. if you get hurt, you miss your window. But I mean, really, uh, I mean but, Jonathan Ogden still made like over $40 million. No, I'm talking about if you get hurt, if you go back for your sophomore year and you get yeah. hurt and then you did nothing to really upgrade your stock exactly. and maybe you're not even the same before you were able to go and get big money. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's dangerous. Like if, if I can go make $20 million today mm-hmm. or I can maybe stay in college and get my education and uh, maybe still go to the league and make millions of dollars... Like, that's a tough decision to make because it's like if I fucking break something or twist my knee or, you know, tear an ACL, I may never get a chance to go to the league. So I'm going to take that money today. That's true. But then you, I think we can sometimes maybe overlook the fact that it's like uh, baking cookies, right? Like if you take cookies out too early, they're going to be completely underbaked and they're essentially going to get not going to be good now every sometimes you might get the soft bake cookies where it's just like okay this is right where i want it to be yeah but every now and then you might have pulled it out too a little too early and that's how, how i sort of feel about yeah. some of these athletes i mean it's like sometimes they're yeah. not because the nfl is a different beast than fucking yeah. the ncaa right so it's just like if you throw somebody into that fire too early they might not be able for one at that point let's just say that they've been playing football all their life up until that point right well, but you they, can't one and done football anyway. There's just, just no way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Shaquan Barkley, right? The or running even, back that even came basketball, out of, though. Yeah, like, basketball. It's, it's still, though. it's still not a like. You're still being thrown into the fire. Not everybody is LeBron. Not everybody yeah. is KD. Yeah. Or, so I mean, like Shaquan Barkley, running back out of Penn State, he just got he got drafted to the uh, uh, New York Giants. Um, I think he just signed what a twenty six million dollar fully guaranteed contract. I think, uh, was he like a junior or something like that? Uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. If he were to stay like one more year and finish his like college career and get his degree, I, I would say that's the bad decision. We'll see. The, yeah. You'll get that 26 M's. <laughs> well, the whole process is, and then in the off season you can get your degree. The whole process is because, and you don't have to sign with an agent, but what you can do is get the ear of agents and scouts who are telling you where you're projected to go. So if you're a first round guy, you got to go that year. There's nothing more for you to gain by staying in school. If they're telling you, hey, this is your window to get guaranteed first-round money. What if they're wrong, though? Chances are they're not, though. Generally speaking, the history of what they're saying and where you're projected at. I mean, they're hearing this from executives yeah, who are yeah. saying, this is a first-round talent. Mm-hmm. He's not. So yeah, you got somebody you who comes to back to you round. and tells you that, hey, they're not looking at you in the first round or the second then you make the choice to go back to school, you know? Yeah. But. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, right, if you've got a chance to make $20 million, even if you only last in the league, like three or four years, that $20 million can easily last oh, yeah. your entire lifetime. I saw a YouTube thing on that guys out the league who are, who've made like $20 million and they're just like, they're Gucci. <laughs> yeah. You, you're, like you can, if you make 20, like let's look at Shaquan Barkley's contract. I'm pretty sure it's 26 million. The numbers could be off, right? That, if you, divide that across 80 years right 
you're still looking at an income. Uh, yeah, sorry, I wasn't speaking into the mic. I'm going to take 26 million divided by 80 years, and I'm just gonna look at how much you're spending. Damn, my calculator's fucked up. <laughs> well, let me ask this. <laughs> uh, let you get back to that. Um, and I think we could probably move on. That's three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a year. Yeah, right? that's pretty well, good. Let's just good hope. Money. Let's just hope you did good uh, in economics <laughs> while you were in college. Um, yeah. Well, let me let me ask you guys this because this is how baseball does it. In baseball, you either come out of high school, and this is the MLB I'm talking about. You either come out of high school, and you can then sign a contract, or if you go to college to play baseball. You have to stay for three years. What do you think about that? Wait, uh, say that one more time. I'm sorry. If you're coming out of, if you want to play baseball, yeah, you can come straight out of high school. Yeah. But if you choose to enter college, you have to stay there for three years. You can't do a one and done from college or yeah. even a two and done. What do you think about that rule compared to being able to leave college guess, after your well, first year? Why, why would that, why does that make sense? No, I'm so, not saying it does. I'm just, so, what, so what do you think college, about that? The sense. college is like, you know, if you come here, you've got to stay here for three years because we want to make that money off of you right. for three years. That's just beneficial literally just to do the college. Yeah. Uh, now, coming out of high school, then it's like, you know, you just get to go. Now, you don't benefit from the three I'm years I'm not 100% of education. sure if it's a college rule or MLB rule. Though. No, no. I'm saying in either case, it still benefits the, col- uh, the college, especially oh, yeah, if you're yeah. really good. Yeah, we, you know? we got you locked in for three years. Yeah. And like you're this all-star talent. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to get that money off of you while you're here and we still get to make money off of you when you go to the league exactly yeah that that's to me that's just not that's like a that's kind of silly in a way like <laughs> and it's I, like, I think this goes back to the con- conversation we had about like mayweather right where's yeah. like what's more valuable the money or like the education right yeah um yo i'm i'm taking the money and then you could always go back and get your education in that scenario yeah. but you can't if you have an opportunity to make 20 mil yeah you can't be really passed that up to no, I don't. I don't think that's the necessarily the argument we're having, though. Like my that, my final thought on it is, to me, um, the longer you stay in school, the better product you get to watch in college and then the NBA for the viewer. But when it comes to personal decisions of have, having to take care of your family, you can't really worry about how, the product. Yeah, that I gotta take care of my family seeing. now. I can't be yeah. worried about you wanting to see me rush for another thousand yards next season <laughs> fuck out of here because you want me to be more seasoned by the time i hit the league like yeah, no, uh, I my family's the, broke yeah i want to get mama yeah, my I, mama crib and I be at the dealership but it does make for better for better basketball for sure no but I, but i i think that there's something to like long term thinking about it long term in terms of if you are an athlete like yeah you definitely want to put food on the table now versus later like they, what's the old saying uh, one in a hand is better worth, than two in a yeah, bush worth, worth more than two in a bush um, but if you're thinking long term you're thinking the better I'm developed because essentially college is a training ground for the NBA yeah so it's just more training you know it's, yeah. it's more time you you can spend out of the fire while still getting yeah. all the live sort of bullets. You yeah. Know? And yeah. then back to the scouts thing, that's where the scouts are important. And the people you talk to who are telling you where they're looking at you, they're telling you, Hey, they really think you need to go back and develop. You really should listen to them. Yeah. That's why I think the NCAA and like college universities should implement a system where like the player, uh, the player slash student accumulates a certain amount of 
profit based off of the number of time that they spend in school, right? So if you've played for a university with like a big football or basketball program, you don't go to the league, by the time you uh, graduate or finish school, mm-hmm. hey, like you, you're going to get a percentage of the money that you brought. What about volleyball, the, the girls on the volleyball team and the guys? I mean, I, I think you have to kind of like scale it based off or, of the revenue that your sport generated. Or I think that's fair. Or you, 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 um, you spread it out like okay so every it's it's like a uh, it's like um for playing any sport you get x amount of dollars it's almost like a uh, any sport yeah nah if i was a football player or a basketball player like those are some of the bigger sports obviously I, i'm not but that's but the, i'm trying to take away i'm trying to take away the objection for it no, so I mean, right you don't want everyone to win you just want to yeah, win no, no, right. no 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 <laughs> i think you base it off of the revenue generated by the sport but the easy but the that, easy that, the easy right, out right. is, is like, okay, but football gets crazy advertisement. People like that. That's a staple, right? So if you are playing volleyball or if you're fucking in whatever, um, you're just not going to, you don't have the same platform. Like you're not starting off on equal footing. Yeah, I, mean, I, you're I think, eating I think now? there should be a minimum, like, you know, amount that that's like, what I'm saying. The, the athletes make. Yeah. But at the same time, there should, there definitely should be some type yeah, of right. scale. If, if. You're looking at like no, but, Ohio but, but State, it, but it, right? But where it their depends basketball on, team sucks, yeah. and their football team is fantastic. You know the football players who are bringing in, you know, a hundred million dollars a year in revenue for the school, mm-hmm. which is allowing for like all those scholarships, even in other sports. They shouldn't be getting the same little change. Yeah, but as we like were just talking about swim team athletes not being able to eat and take care of themselves yeah that volleyball uh, player what you want him to get because of what volleyball brings in he's still not going to be able so, to eat and take so, care of so, himself. so that's better so than that's, making nothing no, no. At all. <laughs> but, listen, but, but listen, what i'm saying is there has to be right. a minimum hold on one sec but that's the point that i'm trying to make is, is that what's our goal here it's not to get people rich right it's to have their fucking basic needs taken care of so if you spread that around yeah i understand that you know the this program might be more popular than that program and that's really what's kind of carrying the weight of the ship right um but if our goal here is just to make sure that these fucking kids aren't running around saying that they're starving which a lot of athletes do say is like yo i'm fucking you know my meal plan isn't enough you know like um if that's our goal just to have their basic shit taken care of i think that takes the uh uh, the, the objection that the school can say is like, oh, like this is just not a fair system. If we start paying these people more than the other, like that's an easy out for them for them not to do it. But if you so, say everybody gets paid on an even basis, then it's like you can't really object to that. Yeah, uh, but in that. real life, that that's not the case, right? So if you and I work for the same company, we have a we have a base salary, yeah. right? And we're in sales, right? Our base salary is like forty thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. and um, my business unit, my sales team is generating. Um, you know, five million dollars in sales per year, mm-hmm. and your team is generating uh, one million dollars in sales per year. Yeah, you're you're fucking not getting any of my team's commission, right? Because yeah. you're not generating as much business as we are. I but understand. We still are, are you a salary. are you a that's the way it is kind of guy, or would you say that? I don't think anything we're talking about is that that's the way it is. Yeah, that's you're like, well, is. hey, the football team's eating, and you guys don't bring in much. That's the way it is. No, we're nothing we're talking about is the way it is. We're talking about NCAA and universities paying players and implementing at minimum okay, even a base to go to your company. for players. So, so the, the, what, what Fave is essentially asking is, is that you, you're okay with athletes not getting paid. Uh, like, so if, you, if you're on a volleyball team, you're okay with them not getting paid accordingly because they're 
sport isn't as valuable. That's essentially like a um, that's a that's essentially like a a, a capitalist uh, a point of view, right? Uh, that's sort of an aspect of capitalism, right? Is is, is that the mar- the market is the market that so because there's such a you know high market for like football for instance um then they need to be paid accordingly because of that there's not so much of a market for volleyball or the swim team or whatever the fuck the the, the case is uh so they have to get it paid accordingly to that but the problem that that's going to cause is is that um you know who gets the for one who gets to decide that and then two um that's that's an easy like i said that's just an easy way for the school to be able to be like look that's you know we can't play favoritism because there's no doubt that they put the thumb on the scale for the big sports basketball football yeah. you know so it's never going to be an even playing field it's it's always going to be this thing where you know if you're on a volleyball team and you're still putting in work like there's your the work you're doing isn't really uh, different like you're still doing the two days you're still doing this they're doing that because you're you're playing on a co- collegiate sport uh but because your shit's not broadcast every day on fucking espn of course you're not going to get paid as so much so i think here's a part of the reality of the situation right like at some of these bigger schools the larger programs like basketball and football those programs generate the revenue to be able to even yeah, maintain. No, Wait, listen, no listen, listen. That, yeah. Keep listening. To be able to even maintain other sports programs, right? Sure. So yeah. the revenue generated by the football team mm-hmm. is the only reason the swim team, you know, can operate, sure. right? Mm-hmm. So to that, based on that, like you know, obviously certain categories of certain sports are generating revenue more so than other categories, right? Yeah. So implement maybe like a base play like every player gets a thousand dollars per game um that they can collect you know upon graduation or something like that throughout the course of their tenure at the university right um and your sport your category also you know you get like a percentage of shared percentage of like profit Mm -hmm. i think that's fair like if i'm you know uh i'm trying to if i'm laquan uh is it laquan 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 barkley laquan Shaquan. shaquan barkley yeah, yeah, yeah. Saquon. If I'm if I'm Saquon Barkley out of Penn State, right, and I'm like the number one running back in the country, and let's say I'm just gonna throw out some random numbers here. Let's say in his last season at Penn State, he alone generated twelve million dollars in revenue for the school. Mm-hmm. Should he get the same measly check as the guy who was on like I said, the fencing team? Like I said, it depends on what your goal is. My goal is my goal would be to make sure that all of their basic needs of life are yeah. taken care of. Um, so it, it doesn't matter to me if he's not getting paid as much because it's it's not as if this isn't, this isn't like, it's not career. Like it's not, I'm not trying to say it's not a career, but like, it's not, it's not like work in the, re- the real life of work going down the street and going to the office right like this isn't the only thing that you do you've got school you've got the yeah the sport you've got whatever right so all i'm saying is i don't want these kids running around starving for shit right which is why i said in the very beginning implement a bare right. minimum where every right. kid like let's say it's a thousand dollars per game everybody gets that let me ask you this right so where does that uh you, that route though only leads to corruption and swing so so right. now penn state is able to say hey you know, we, we, our football program generates exactly. way more than Towson, man. So Come with us. We can pay you more. It's like the highest bidder then. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what that leads to. Right. That, that's what that leads to. There's no conversation. It, it's, it's no more, it's no more just about, oh, hey, I like this school over this school. It's, 
who's got the who's got the pocketbook. And then you, know you got mean? one school looking like the Warriors. Exactly. <laughs> you know. And then exactly. fucking the, this yeah, this I mean, division is looking like the Eastern Conference. <laughs> like, like, SEC is looking like the Western Conference. Yeah. I so mean, that's what so you want to see. Again, this yeah. is something that we've I've you know thought up throughout the course of this conversation. So yeah. Um, you know, it hasn't been thoroughly yeah. vetted. Yeah, so you of lost. course you lost the argument. <laughs> no, I mean, I, hey. I still think it's like a, a, a type of system you can implement, right? It's, you know, here's how right. you could possibly pay pays. You're going to get some dumb sound effect. Go ahead. Give dumb sound effect. Yeah. yeah. So what I'm talking about is a possible type of system you can implement. Uh, again, it has flawed. It would need to be like thoroughly vetted and, and scaled and blah, blah, blah. And yes, there would be some issues where schools. Be some with corruption. Sorry. Schools. But again, it's it's an idea of a possible system that would still sure. need to be retooled. Yeah. Right? No, no. Like whatever. But, Obviously, we're not going to like solve the yeah, fucking situation. But at the core yeah, of what I'm does. saying is every player should should get like a minimum sure. set. Like absolutely. If it's a thousand dollars per game. Yeah. And you get and you that get, might be a little high. I don't know about a thousand dollars. That's they're playing with 12 games. So you, for 12 games, you just made 12 grand. Yeah. And, and a larger scale, that's not a lot, but a thousand per game when you say it like that. Yeah, that sounds it's just like, like a wait lot. a minute. Hold on. Here. When you, I guess when you go to the end, making twelve thousand dollars a year isn't too crazy. <laughs> no, but you're not making it for a year. You're making it for. Oh, yeah, you're right. 12 Two games. months. Yeah, whatever amount of time. Yeah, so so here's the thing. I think, I think, and and if you say, hey, like you'll get this money upon graduation, I think, so over the course of like your four No, that, see, but that, that would, that to me doesn't make any sense because then. So everybody has to go four years. Well, that for not only that, but then it's like, I'm starving now. Yeah. I need that money now. Or maybe at the end of each school what if, year. What if I you, die? You, no, you, just. You get that final No, check. just during the fucking just give me my shit now like, yeah. don't, hold on to my check like, <laughs> yeah I, I think that could uh influence the way players play uh influence productivity in terms of what i don't know i would be fine with like you know at the end of the season you'll get your check i think that could influence because it's like i'm like I, I need a fucking big mac because you, i can't then, fucking well, no, now, no, you, now you got people holding out saying hey yeah. no i want my check now well i mean no i, I I don't think many high school kids are like or college kids, especially these bigger universities and on the sports teams. There's are been starving. There's been plenty of stories of literally uh, the, what what, what uh, college? I think it was either Kansas or Kentucky. One of these big programs that the, the one of the star athletes on the on, on the squad was like, "Yo, I don't fucking have money to fucking." And then and then if you even hear from old stories from people who are now in the NFL talking about what their experience was yeah. going through, they're like, "Yo, it's not fucking." It's not like how you would think in terms of like every fucking need that they have is met. It's yeah, like, that's nah, that's it's, a massive failure by the school. Absolutely, sure. but that's what I'm, that's the so thing that I'm trying that to correct. Too. Yeah, but can you fix that by paying them weekly? Yeah, just pay just pay them like you bi weekly, like a like a fucking job, you know, and that way you're taking care of their basic needs. They're they're not starving for shit, um, and you eliminate sort of the because you pay everybody on an even scale you eliminate the corruption part yeah. right that you can't really pay this this program more than another um and and that just i don't know i, I feel like that would me, take care of it if it were me i mean everyone would have their diff- if it were me i'd say pay them at the end of the end of the season or yeah. end of the school year um just so you're not running into situations where you're giving these 18 year old kids a thousand dollars a week in season uh, they're fucking out late partying they're to strip clubs getting in trouble I mean, they're gonna do that anyway here's um, what i would say to that if their if their wage was a thousand per week, 
maybe you back in some of it. But I think the problem is you do need to give them money in their pocket this week so they can go to the movies, so they can buy a sandwich. Or just do things that just... Yeah, just fucking live basic. life. Like, yeah, <laughs> and then, like, so, so if they're going to make $12,000 for that two months... And maybe six thousand is at the end, but you need to pay them that six thousand at least. Yeah. Give them five hundred. Maybe maybe per week. it's uh, you know you accumulate a thousand dollars per game, and at the end of uh, every week, we'll pay you out two hundred bucks for the rest. Sure, the sure. The just something, something like that. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. Just making sure they can just meet their basic needs, should, and they yeah. can't do that if it's yeah. like at the end. Now, of the it, season. but like my my thing is, if I look at if you look at the numbers right, and you're like this one player over the course of the three years he was at this university helped the university generate $80 million in revenue. If I were that player, I'd be like, yo, I got $1,000 per game. Fuck you guys. I'd, I'd be highly upset. Anyway, th- there's no clear solution to this, so we don't have to keep talking about it, but I think I think they should pay those players. Yeah, you know who's going to pay? Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Didn't he pay Demi Moore $90 million in their divorce or something like that? Did he? I don't know. Somebody, somebody does Bruce Willis have ninety million dollars? I would hope he does. Actually, ninety million. Bruce Willis. I would hope he does. That's a lot of goddamn money. That's a lot of movies he's made too. That's a lot of movies, but ninety. Do we know how much that is? Uh, Should have got sixty right just now. off of uh, Die Hard. <laughs> Wait, how much is a bill? So when you search his divorce payout, uh, the first article to pop up is top ten pricey divorce settlements in Hollywood history. Um, let me scroll down, figure out how much. Damn. Uh, Heidi Klum and Seal. Somebody paid somebody seventy million dollars. Heidi Klum paid Seal seventy, 70 M's. I'm Ooh, sure. Big dog. All right, let me let me find um, uh, Bruce and Demi. Sorry guys, I'm still so, scrolling. Yeah, while you look for that tune, did you see the roast? I ninety million dollars. Ninety million. Ninety million. So uh, Bruce Willis paid Demi more. Demi more ninety million. How much did Ashton pay? Are they still married? No, nah, they they're divorced. How much did Ashton? He's married pay? to um, Mila Kunis now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He is, he is. Uh, damn, dog, ninety M's. So, um, Jesus. The reason I brought up this whole Bruce Willis thing was to talk about that because I don't know why he didn't hire out of town shooters and just get her out <laughs> hey, of there. Real quick, what's the um? Why is that always your software? The chick Jamie Fox is uh dealing with what's her Katie name? Holmes. I always get her yeah, and Mila Kunis mixed up. Why? I don't. They're just both oh, yeah, guess, skinny, they were, super. Ch- <laughs> they were both on and like, on the same show. Bobbers. They weren't on the show. No, no, not same show, but uh. Well, they both had a show on at the same time, though. No, right? they didn't. Well, Dawson's 70s show. Creek. Dawson's Creek was was that at the same time as Seven? Uh, it might have not been. Actually. Dawson's Creek and Seventh Heaven. No, no, that's Seventies show. <laughs> no, they, they, we're getting show. all the facts. Yeah, Dawson, Dawson's Creek, I think, <laughs> did come out way earlier than Seventies. Yeah, show. The Dawson's Creek. Well, no, I think they, they, I think they were on at the same time because Dawson's Creek ended around like two thousand. Who was on Dawson's 2002. Creek? Katie, Katie Holmes. Holmes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, that seventy show, I think, was like late nineties. Yeah, Katie Holmes is definitely older than me. Like, and Jason yeah, Vanderbeek, who's a, a savage right now on this show, Pose. I don't know. You guys don't watch it. He's, he's a, he's a really like he's he's quietly had a really great career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah, done yeah. a lot of good things. He still work. This, yeah, yeah, this is this. I think this role he has on Pose could be a serious bounce back role for him. Just to maybe you, see bounce him back and, from where. Um, well, I mean, he's not the most popular or he's not getting tons yeah. of roles. I mean, he's, he's, he's not getting a like while in Hollywood where he's like the butt roles. of a lot of jokes. Yeah, I would yeah, say because that meme of him crying <laughs> on Dawson's Creek. Yeah, yeah, I would say this is the opportunity where you can see him in another role or a movie in a year or two, I think. Because this show, it looks like a show that's going to be pretty critically acclaimed. That's what like, I don't. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so uh, the roast of Bruce Willis on Comedy Central, which was actually really good. Um, there were a lot of like high moments where people said some really really funny shit 
Uh, there are some boring moments, as always, where like they invite people on who aren't comedians, who like yeah. aren't really good at either telling or delivering jokes. Yeah. Um, but there was this one joke that was told by Sybil Shepherd, yeah, who you know, actress. Um, she was former model, actress. Uh, I think she even made music at one point in time. Uh, she fucked Elvis. I think that's her claim to fame. Um, so Sybil Shepherd was... Hold on. Fave's trying to ask me a goddamn question. I'm asking I can't you to spin understand. the computer. I can't spin the computer. <laughs> oh, okay, it's hooked right. up to like 8,000 different wires. What are you talking about? When you want to see the ahead. time? We've been talking for like an hour and a half. Okay. That's, that's yeah. where we're at. Um, Jesus. So Sybil Shepherd, who I think one of her claims to fame is uh, she had an affair with Elvis. And Sybil uh, Shepherd? Yeah. How old is she? No. What? Yeah. She said she fucked Elvis. When she was like How 17. How old is Sybil Shepherd? I don't know. She She's got to be ancient then. Uh, well, no, she was very young at the time, and then Elvis. No, was I'm like saying she man. has to be ancient now. Yeah, she's probably that, like Adam. 65 or something like that. 70. No, I would have to assume she's got to be older. Motherfucker, look it up. Fair enough. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's one of the things that they talk about, like in the roast, right? So she she made this really funny joke. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Bruce Willis is this. You know, I would say fairly highly paid Hollywood actor who's, for the most part, been pa- playing the same role his entire career. <laughs> He's either, uh, you know, the asshole cop or the asshole ex-cop, right? Actually, he's he's played. I think that's more in, actually in current years. Uh, he early in his career, he actually had a lot of different like different roles, but it wasn't until Die Hard that he became like. Well, his first big breakout role was uh, in that Tarantino movie, Pulp Fiction. No, oh, Bruce Willis. Was no, Bruce Willis was popping. You're way thinking about that. Um, that was Bruce Willis. First of all, Die Hard came out before uh, Pulp Fiction. Oh yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't did it? That, yeah, I'm pretty sure Die Hard came out before. Pulp Fiction. Was Die Hard when it came? I don't out, think so. I don't it? think Die Hard came out. Before yeah, you have to find out. Now, yeah. when Die Hard came out, was that like? Because obviously we know no, now he, he was in classic. like he was in like Moon was it Moonwalker or no? honeymooners or something shit like that or like he, he's he yeah, had a whole bunch of movies acting, before yes that. yes yeah. but like we're talking about his like first major breakout with like this guy is gonna be like a major hollywood star right yeah i wouldn't argue that it was i think pulp they would fiction. say pulp fiction is that movie um and then since then and like now mind you he's done a lot of great movies like he did the sixth sense right phenomenal movie um he did uh, there was another movie it was kind of like more of a drama less action uh, yeah, Die Hard came out in '88. Pulp Fiction came out in '92. Sheesh. Now, I'm, I now wrong. the question is: Was Die Hard like, when it came out? Was it like All right, just the cult corrected. classic <laughs> it is today? Huh? Was it the cult classic? Are you fucking it getting? Yes. When it yeah, came out, sure. Die Hard was what? All right, stand <laughs> corrected. <laughs> what are we talking anyway, about? So, here? so the reason I say that is because like when um, Demi Moore came out and she was doing her roast, she was like, you know, I remember your first major break and that was pulp fiction and even bruce she stands willis, corrected and even bruce willis was like yes that was my that's when i actually arrived in hollywood i don't know i mean that's probably that. i don't know the current I mean, of, I don't know, if you want to fucking argue with bruce willis about when he feels like he had his first maybe he didn't want to have a long drawn out combo yeah, about know. it like this i, I mean <laughs> that's hard to that's a I don't, like, I, I, don't I don't know, know what to I do mean, with that. Demi yeah. said it, and then he reverb. He like he was like, "Yep, that was my first. I week. mean, literally, so, Die Hard. I'm not gonna fucking like argue with eighteen Demi different Moore. sequels. <laughs> like, it was an so entire what I'm saying franchise is like, when it came out in '89, um, was it as big as like Pulp Fiction for him? I don't know. Anyway, uh, I'm not gonna argue with you guys about something that he <laughs> not fair agreed enough. to. Okay. Um, now that you know what the fuck I was talking about, <laughs> you're telling a joke that. Took Demi Moore said a joke. Five hours. No, no. So, so Sybil Shepherd. Her comment was 
Um, you know, since then he's done for the most part uh, mediocre uh, work that hasn't required much acting or skill. And, and you know, ever since uh, over the course of his career, his acting skills have kind of like gone down, and he's this sixty-three-year-old action hero. You know, still doing. 63 year old action hero movies which is just like very like no that that you're not jumping from a plane you know seven stories up and landing on some like slanted surface and sliding down while the plane explodes and you know you're not doing that at 63 and she was talking about how hollywood has awarded um white men for doing mediocre work <laughs> as they age like, that joke was hilarious she, was she's like you know hollywood is doing what hollywood does you know acknowledging white men for mediocrity <laughs> as they age and it's kind of like it's kind of true you look at the harrison ford is still fucking blade runner did you see him in that movie he could barely move yeah <laughs> but they have him fighting off six you know bad guys coming uh but get him out of there but i mean like it's just because people like associated with the, the old shit like they put in the work early so that yeah i mean sure i'll buy into it i i think it was still a good movie but even as i was watching blade run i was like dude harrison ford is 75 yeah there's yeah, he, no and way he looked, he looked every bit of 75 he fought off those three linebackers <laughs> no fu- at, from unc since so they're not playing right now <laughs> those three young bucks that are clearly getting, wait till USC, they're getting a check now yeah <laughs> wait till they find out that wait you were you got beat up by Harrison Ford? Did did, he, did they pay you for that? <laughs> Give us that check, young man. <laughs> but yeah, like it, it's kind of funny. These older guys are playing these action heroes, which is like very fake. And that was what her joke is about. And it really stood out. Like Tom Cruise is still, um, you know, no one knows who. No, no, that, nah, e- nah, that dude. Look, man, he may be a part of Scientology. He may be a weird ass fucking dude. That dude puts in fucking work. He does put in work. We I'll give him that. We can't take that away from Tom Cruise. I'll give him that. Yeah. Tom is still putting in work. And it was funny. They were talking about how like J- uh, Jason Statham and uh, The Rock have kind of come in and stole Bruce Willis's thunder. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, if you isolate the white part of The Rock, that's Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. There's a lot of truth to that, I think, in what she's saying. The, yeah, Bruce Willis. Uh, the Rock is just like people, a bigger, white. faster, stronger, more muscular, more like I guess not more marketable, but like you know he's also funny and charming, and but he could do the action hero, tough guy stuff. Yeah. Um, and Bruce Willis has kind of only been able to, to do the tough guy stuff. Now he once in a while he'll do uh, the Sixth Sense, or you know he'll do um, damn even in Sin City, he was kind of like the action hero guy. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of, but I, I really liked his acting and um. Sin City, I would say. Yeah. I mean, I think anything Bruce Willis does, like, and that's the joke, right? You know what you're going to get. You're going to get, he's the, you know, he does that, like, squint, whisper talk thing. Yeah. And then the long stare, and then he he has the tagline that he drops. But nobody uh, makes a a better face when they're shooting a gun than Bruce Willis. He has the the little squinty thing, right? Yeah. I think think one of the... And they will, like, isolate on his eyes and kind of, like, vignette it where you're only seeing his (laughs) eyes. Yeah. I think... uh, So, he had 12 Monkeys, which was a really different role Mm -hmm. than uh, than I think he's used to playing. They talk about that a lot. Um, And then... Obviously, uh, Moonrise Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I think Tears of the Sun is his best movie of all time. I, you know what? That movie made me cry. It's been a so long since I've seen Tears from the Sun. Like I, I can't it even was remember. A it. great movie. I mean, like absolutely incredible movie. Yeah, my dad. Uh, when I was a kid, he used to uh, 
record as we were talking about VHS types, uh, record movies on VHS. So like sometimes like he'd like leave it on HBO and he'd just like hit record and he'd be watching a specific movie, but then he'd like fall asleep or some shit. So we record like three or four different movies before the <laughs> tape ran out. Yeah. So we always had like yeah, movie random mixtape. fucking, basically, uh, we always had random movies. And for whatever reason, that was like one of the movies that like I just, I would see on the, like I would have like other movies around it that I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to watch that. But then I'd see Sears from the Sun. I'm like, that sounds boring. I'm not trying to watch that shit. Like if I watched it tonight, I would definitely like shed a couple of tears. That movie was so good. It was powerful yeah. too, the message. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, again, going back to the joke, it was like Hollywood's been awarding Bruce Willis these fucking roles that other better actors probably can't get because, you know, he is Bruce Willis. Hey, you can't get him at the uh, spot, you know? Yeah. And it's just like the same movie every year. Like, oh, he's an ex-cop. You know. Oh shit! The, the your worst. son is is in trouble in Russia, and Bruce Willis just shows up and kills everybody. The worst is uh the fact safe. that he's coming out with a uh, Death Wish. Yeah, you know that's, that's already out. That's stupid. That's already out. Is it already out? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh shit! It already came out like earlier this year, right? Um, but that's just and, and I'm that, gonna that to me see it. I'm going to see it. I know I will. There's just no Bruce purpose Willis. to it. Like it's and for one, you just can't take that away from Charles Bronson. I feel like you should just leave that be. Like, yeah. Charles so Bronson the, the joke was, the was Bruce Willis has never said no to a role, <laughs> <laughs> and his agent has never said no. His like uh, one of the comedians who was roasting him was like his agent has on an auto reply for anything Bruce Willis, <laughs> and the auto replies yes he'll do it. <laughs> That's funny. That's, That's funny. hilarious. Uh, it was a good roast. It was one of the best roasts I've seen. I think that um, the uh, who's that really handsome actor? I think the Justin the Bieber roast will probably be like the top show. roast. The Patrick Dempsey. Wait, I I didn't hear your question. Was it is Patrick Dempsey? Was he in the ER? Yeah, yeah. His roast was pretty good. The Bieber roast was really good too. I mean, yeah, I don't watch any roast. I don't know why. I, I always feel I always I, feel really uncomfortable. Like I haven't seen it like, in a long time. When jokes don't land, I really don't feel comfortable at all. Like I'm like I can't watch this. this yeah, is, I mean a lot of jokes not... didn't like Dennis Rodman was up there. Oh uh, yeah, jokes. yeah. I, I saw a headline that he, was like he, he was he, was he, he said funny. some funny things for the most part. It was like kind of weird. Yeah, and then Little Rel, uh, he told some jokes, but it was mostly like unprepared. Like why am I here? I'm gonna uh, tell a couple jokes. Manny just like saying, "Oh Bruce, like you're the shit." and I was. I expected a lot better from him. Little Little Rel from Get Out. Oh, sh- uh, I honestly don't find him that insecure. Funny? Am I? No, I mean he, he obviously wasn't funny on this Bruce Willis thing. Uh, <laughs> no, I, think, I mean just I, like I think, in general. I, I think really he is think movie funny. I, yeah, I, I, I honestly don't even think he's movie funny. Really? Like Get Out? I didn't really particularly care for him in Get Out. Uh, I thought he was good in Get Out. He played it. He played the role he needed. Yeah, the, uh, the Carmichael show. He's not terribly funny on that. Yeah, I think either. he has his own show now. I've never seen it. But, I mean, hey, he's getting checks now. Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't knock his hustle. He's yeah. found a way to monetize not being funny. Yeah, it's like, NCAA is <laughs> not not coming for it. Or, so he's good. <laughs> NCAA is coming for everybody's checks. Yeah, they're like, wait, what you getting paid for? Wait, how much? Yo, you you're get? you're suspended, sir. I don't even go to your school. Here, shoot. <laughs> Can you shoot a free throw? If you make it, you owe me a check. <laughs> that's that's the NCAA's rule. They just go. They just go send people out. Like, give him a ball. So yeah, just if, if he, he makes make it, that, if he can make that shot, give him a come to our us, school so we can take. He owes it. us ten k. Uh, right. Yeah, good roast. Good, yeah. good Bruce Willis roast. For sure. uh, last but not least, I think we're gonna wrap up with a little power up talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Power. Power came on Sunday. I like the midnight drops now. It's not like on at eight or nine o'clock anymore. It's just at midnight it drops. And I think that's kinda I think 
that's an obvious uh, direct influence of like Netflix, just having all the episodes for a season just available. Yeah. So they're like, all right, we're not going to do that, but we will just drop the episode at midnight for you. So no, you I, I think that there's utility in just letting it drop because then it's just like people can watch it on their own. Exactly. Like, accord. like if I, so for instance, if, if I did want to watch power, but I know I don't have the time to, it's just like, I've got to like wait each, like it just feels stupid for me to wait each week. Like just drop the shit. Let me watch it in my own time when I've got actual time to do that shit. And yeah, and then moving. I don't have to like try to go about recording yeah. it or, or pay the extra fifteen dollars for DVR to record. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, just, I can just access they want, it. They want uh, easily trackable viewership, right? If I drop it at this particular point in time, I get to see how many people like. And it, obviously, you you target it during times when people are most available to watch the show. So when does Power drop? Like. But he just it drops at midnight. Drop midnight. Yeah. It drops at midnight Saturday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Midnight Saturday, Saturday and a Sunday. Most people don't work Sunday, so you're gonna be able to more easily track viewership but during you, that span of time. You should be able to like because you're It would be easier to track it if it was a set time though, I think. No, no like You it, said it drops midnight on Saturday, right? Yeah, but I was I would think it would be easier to track if it came on like boom, eight o'clock. Now, you know. No, you 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 have all the information in front of you. You know when anybody's watching anything, right? Yeah, I'm sure there's technology yeah. that just Yeah, like so it doesn't it if, matter, if it drops yeah. Saturday at midnight, you could say between Saturday and Sunday. Like how do you midnight, think Netflix gauges 14 million people watch How do you think this? how do you think Netflix gauges how uh, who watches what on on their service? Well, I mean, yeah, subscription. Yeah. You, you could look at viewership any point in time. Yeah, yeah. I don't I'm know. Sure, I'm I, sure I just, they figured it out. They, I just think yeah, Saturday at midnight doing. is is good because they can just say, "Hey, Saturday at midnight, more than likely you're not working on Sunday. Mm-hmm. We can track the, you know, we can get the maximum amount of viewership within this, within this 24 hour period of time, and we can boast that statistic." Yeah. yeah. Um. So uh, a major thing that I thought happened in the show, and I just got a couple. Uh, bullets then uh, we'll run through a major thing that happened which was i think the biggest thing that happened um ghost approaches dre about act, uh, a partnership and working together and to me that was just so such a power move to like spin something and develop more storyline you know yeah. what i mean they always seem to be able to do that so ghost also known as james st patrick and i don't know what dre's real name is i think it's just go uh, by dre. dre yeah they said his real name a couple times in the show but uh, yeah, so I think it's I think Ghost is always smart, right? He always knows to keep your enemies close, right? So uh, Dre is obviously uh, a powerful person right now in, in his life that he can't ignore. So he's like, I'm going to keep this person as close to me as possible so I can know and understand their moves. And Dre also has connections to the Jimenez cartel that uh, I think it's in Ghost's best interest to be aligned with that guy so he knows what the Jimenez is doing and they have aligned interests too and, and and basically the one and the two for um the bullet points of what their connection is or their deal is um they the the queen's child project they both need to see eye to eye for that to be a success for yeah. one so it's like hey look let's call a truce i know we're beefing in the streets but we've both been dragged into this let's get that done for my daughter and then two hey you need diego gone because diego doesn't trust you yep and I need uh, Jason gone before he kills my boy uh, Tommy. Yep. So let let's you try to get Jason out of there so they don't see it coming from us. We'll try to get Diego out of there so they don't see it coming from you. And then everyone's hand is virtually clean. Yeah, I mean, aligned interests. Um, the partnership makes more sense than beefing does, and I think Ghost knows that. Yeah. Um. The next thing that happened, um, Tommy was able to get that tracker, 
and uh, put it under Dre's car. Here's what I think is going to happen. Tommy doesn't know. And obviously, you know, Ghost, he's not going to tell Tommy, but he doesn't know that Dre and Ghost now have this partnership and he's going to follow Dre and he's going to try to uh, kill him when that doesn't benefit the long term of, you know, what they could be doing because and he just doesn't know about their partnership. Yeah. And it's, it's going he's going to fuck it up. Luckily for Ghost, you know, Angela's got his back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when them two get together, it's it's, it's pretty much solid that. When they get together, they get motherfuckers out of there. Yeah. But they also fuck each other over too. That was yeah. a big part of the episode, Ghost kind of just stepping back and saying, "Hey, I, I've been kind of fucking up lately." Yeah. Let me fall back. I mean, Angela got some good pussy. Yeah. Um stay away. The one, the one thing that I've I've seen through the show that I think is the underlying theme for the season this far, is trust. Everyone has a trust issue. Uh, Ghost doesn't trust Teresi. Um, you know, uh, Dre and and Ghost are having trust issues, but they still got to work together. Nobody, Crystal Ball, go. Uh, you seeing Dre not trust Crystal Ball? You seeing um, the uh, the the Taino the organization they're yeah. dropping down so it's like who's doing it then you got the Jimenez they don't trust or at least Diego doesn't trust Dre no one knows how to feel no one trusts anybody yeah and it's interesting because uh, Ghost doesn't even trust Angela but the two people to form the bond and the trust in the show are the two least likely people which is Angela and Tasha right right and then speaking of Angela. Now the DA's office, they're looking at her. They don't, well, they already didn't trust her, but now they have even more of a reason. They put her picture out on the floor Mm -hmm. to kind of show that, hey, she's a target of our investigation now, our own agent. Yeah. So, um, Tunde. So the, the character in the show, Angela Valdez, right? She's one of those TV characters that like, I think she plays the role so well Mm -hmm. and her character can be, her character is so powerful in the way that she can sway, um, you know what's happening in the lives of some of the some of the like your more favorite characters mm-hmm. that there was one season where she was one of the most hated characters on TV. Oh yeah. Like she was literally like in real life. Yeah. yeah. She was receiving like death threats, yeah. like nasty emails. It was amazing People when shit were like threatening that her life yeah. because her character was so good that it just elicited so much real. Yeah, that's hate. how you. That's how you like that. That should be now. It's obviously scary when people are fucking showing up to your fucking house and right. ski mask and shit. But yeah, uh, but that that should be like a badge of honor because that means you're that good of an actor or, or actress where you're <laughs> people have a visceral reaction to you. Like they yeah. have like they see you and they're like, "Fuck you." Yeah, you know, and, and it's like. You know, obviously the writing in the show is good. Uh, the character's story and development is good, but you still have to be able to bring the character to life, right? Yeah. And Angela does that so well. Like every episode, you don't know how you're gonna feel about her. Mm-hmm. It's it's you know yeah, I, I fuck with her. Yeah. And, she, um, and she bad. She bad. She bad. Cristobal in this season of mistrust, I feel like he's the only one who is actually being pretty honest. You like a lot of the things Dre's coming at him about are. Uh, he's really innocent of it all the all the accusations towards him and he's like oh look man i'm just here to do the work i don't know about that we need to figure it out i'm on your side but he's the only one really not playing games with anyone yeah i think in in his honesty and his like you know the way he is is gonna allow him to be like very easily manipulated yeah um is gonna get to him yeah probably yeah I, i think his days are numbered but I, I think it could be written that he is a big part going forward. But yeah. um we'll see. Um another thing that I caught and I, I don't know if you um if you uh caught this and Tunde, I would have loved if you 
had caught you know i know you don't watch it but i would have loved if you I caught actually, it because you guys talk about it so goddamn much uh i i clearly need to start watching uh power yeah. but i have to i have to start all the way at the beginning i just don't know where well, the character so. spanky he he was um supposed to be comic relief in that episode and it was just bad and sometimes i hate when they force comic relief like it's just it's not necessary sometimes i don't know if you caught it Orion. he was like Hey guys, be nice. Hey man, I, I hate when y'all fight, man. Where's the love? Saying shit like that, and I was like, I just it didn't. It felt forced to me. I don't know if you caught uh, it. No, I remember the scene you were talking about. Uh, I I didn't feel one way or the other about that. But I mean, I agree. I, I hate like forced comic relief or like a forced conversation in the show to, you know, because they he was there, so he had they had to have him say something. He was in a big part of the conversation that Dre and uh, homie were having. Two two bit two yeah, bit two bit uh, two bit makes know, the craziest faces. His facial expressions <laughs> are mad crazy. Um, I would have to watch that scene again to see if I really yeah. feel. You know what it is? It's it. Spanky's under contract as a character, and he has a certain amount of words he has to say, and th- that's what it was. I mean, he's usually somewhat funny, but I don't know. He's obviously the the character relief, but it seems odd coming from gangsters. Like he's just too. I don't know. It just doesn't seem too gangster, uh, honestly. Um, my other thing that's going on that's real big and it's gonna affect obviously down the road. Tommy's talking way too much to Teresi, his father, who was recently from jail, and basically Tune, what's happened is his father. Uh, there's this guy Tommy. I know who. Yeah, I I know who the characters are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so his father has been released from jail, and what he doesn't know is he's there to basically find dirt on him rat on him to help his end of getting out of out of jail with the feds with the deal he made mm-hmm. but there's a you shouldn't trust this guy everyone knows he shouldn't trust this guy mm-hmm. and he even thought i shouldn't trust him like how's he getting out is he yeah. right so it's like the question is like your father is doing a life sentence right life you don't all of a sudden get out if you're doing a life sentence right, right? so your, your your pops comes home He's happy to see you. You're happy to see him. You kind of want to have that father-son bond that you never had, right? Mm-hmm. But he just got let go from a life sentence. Not sentence reduced, you know, fucking just let go. Because apparently... And, you know, and you're not stupid. Like, you're a drug dealer. You're in this life. You know something's up. Uh, and in this particular case, the character, Tommy, is just giving way too much information. And he's going to he's gonna get fucked. Yeah, Ghost walks in. He's like, hey, whatever you want to say, you can say it in front of me and uh, my dad. And it's just like, Ghost is like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. But the the thing was, and then this, is, this was some sloppy writing. Once in a while, they have some sloppy writing. Okay, so he gets out because the prosecutor on the case, they, it came back that he was doing some dirt. So a bunch of people are getting released, right? So the paperwork kind of checks out. But one of the prosecutor on the original case was Mock. But this, he's been in jail for like 20 something years already. And Mock is maybe like 40 something. How is he on the original case? Yeah. It's just that, that he would have had to been like, I mean, okay. Mock would have been like first case. Maybe, but he couldn't have been the biggest prosecutor on the case. First case out of Towson (laughs) University. (laughs) Right. You get the, you get the drug Lord. Like he he put a crime boss behind bars. (laughs) And then uh, went out for dollar beer night. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking, that fucking uh, Bill Bateman's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so um, the Green Turtle. Yeah, I yeah. just put a guy behind bars for life. So I, I, th- I think one of the other biggest things, and I, I know when we were watching it, we commented on it. Uh, man, I thought Tasha was maybe gonna crack. Yeah, yeah. And no, I know that was, that was your reaction. That was a powerful scene. I think the, that scene was so powerful because of 
the like the pause they had in conversations the the intensity of it i think the music played well in that scene too it was like not eerie silence but it was like that like kind of like anxious you know that 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 like moment in the show that causes you to have a little bit of anxiety not knowing uh, so it was like a mixture of all those elements like the subtle music the long stare the the intensity like in the room um she didn't crack though they, they caught me by surprise. I thought she was either going to crack or was going to be like, fuck you. Yeah, but no, she you didn't. Know, she just said, hey, I don't know anything. Like, she's one way or the other. Yeah. Give me one more. What you got? Oh, no. That, that was my uh, real last major one. I think the only thing, other thing I didn't like, that burn scene was kind of whack. Like the way they did it. Yeah. Burn scenes where someone gets getting shot on fire or shot on fire. <laughs> <laughs> where someone's getting set on fire or someone's drowning. Um the actor either has to like commit to it, you know, like, and I'm talking commit, like Nicolas Cage commit. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of Cage, the burn scene from Luke Cage, the burn scene that from Luke was Cage one of the best burn scenes I'd ever seen. In, that's just because the actor, I feel like he really committed to exactly. it. Exactly. Really and uh, this particular scene, I think dude was just like, ah, I'm on fire. Um, yeah. And that was it. My last little <laughs> note is I think the lawyer, Joey, I think he fucked up by putting the drugs in the uh, check. And it's going to come back on him, maybe. Yeah, because now she's going to want to fuck him over. Yeah. Because she, uh, I don't know, he should have just uh, shot her up. <laughs> that's what I'll do. Uh, yeah, but uh, that's all we got for this week. Yeah. Uh, and uh, our apologies. Uh, and it was actually my apologies. I, I fucked up. Uh, I had a very intense schedule, so I wasn't able to see uh, eighth grade. We were going to do a press play on that today, but uh, but I, I certainly fucked that up. But I will see it tomorrow. And we will probably do a press play next Monday. Fuck, we might even double up. We might do crazy, uh, crazy rich Asians. We oh, will it be out by grade. then? Yeah, it comes out this Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We yeah, yeah, yeah we can do, do two. Yeah, we might, we might have to uh, double up on our on our uh, press play hour here. But uh, yeah, so uh, so if you haven't gone to go see those movies, I have extended the uh, the time to which we'll uh, review those. So uh, so yeah, go check that shit out and and uh, come back, listen to us, uh, and see uh, and drop some comments too about how you feel about uh, each movie. Yeah, yeah. If you're an NCAA player, um, share this with your friends. <laughs> uh, we know what you guys are D- going through. Just don't. Uh, yeah, yeah. You'll probably be barred from monetizing that too. Just check yeah. the uh, check the views out. Uh, yeah, yeah. We yeah. feel you. Uh, I feel like their NCAA is gonna start listening. Like, yeah, yeah. These motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We gotta get this shit canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah, funny. Um, yanking our scholarship. Do any of them play basketball? <laughs> <laughs> get them in the gym. <laughs> it's funny. As I'm recording, a friend of mine, Ali, she shoots me a text with a, a picture that says, "Who needs to go first? Um, and it's a list of characters from Power. But um, that, that was pretty funny. It, like literally, just came through. Yeah, it's Tariq. But um, we talk about that. <laughs> another conversation for another day alright if you uh, hung out with us this long we definitely appreciate you uh, but then go ahead and show your support by hitting that like button hit that subscribe button wherever uh, platform you listen to us on definitely appreciate that um, and we will be back Friday to do uh, to do a show I don't know what's gonna what's going on this Friday uh, but what I do know is that my goddamn phone's not working right now and I can't do the intro. So I'm trying to fucking stall <laughs> for fucking time. Android problem. Uh, shut yeah, up. Yeah, man. Like, dude. Why is this? What, what is your. Like, I don't understand. Do you really. Is there did, did somebody with an Android fucking throw it at your head or some shit? Uh, and, uh, someone with an Android touched me when I was younger. I just I just don't like seeing people <laughs> not reach their full potential. Like, okay. Like, you're not being the best you right now. Well, you know what I'm being right now. Okay.
I'm being faded out. Fade out. Peace. Peace. Okay. We clearly didn't time that right. <laughs> <laughs>